directly on the wharf to the crown. And Nori really still wants to kill Mylan Jareth. And I don't know that that's a sentiment shared by the whole party anymore. Uh, as the only thing that happened after was Dara took her to the other side of the patio to attempt to talk her down for a moment and Gareth had briefly spoken with Baylor and Nell, still in the bath, about, well, maybe not murdering their friend. Because she's not doing super great at letting things go so far. So, I'll actually bring us back over to the, uh, the manor even. I'll bring us back over here. Pull us all back to the patio where we had left things. And who wants to pick this up? Seeing as everybody else is getting out of the pool, I'm going to go and start grabbing a towel. That's what Jareth had done. Jareth had stepped out when uh, Dara took an Ori to the side. Dara is still disguised as a demon. As credit as a demon, Zenobius. Dara and Nell are still in their disguises, but Jareth knows who you are, and you've admitted as much. But everyone got out as the demon took an Ori to the far corner of the patio. And as Jareth grabs a towel and is drying himself off and everyone else he helped Zenobius up out of the bath, he turns back to face the two of you across the patio. Well, is this how it has to be? Or will you see reason? Not like this. If it's going to happen, it should be at least a fair fight. I could always come back, right? He gestures over to where he'd left his armor and his sword. Or he doesn't have armor even, just his clothes and his sword on the chair. It can be a fair fight. If you will not know peace until this happens, we can dress, we can rearm, prepare our weapons, whatever magics we need. I do not want to. But if it's the only way you will know peace, we can do this. At this moment, Nori, would it even bring you peace? <sighs> Probably not. Then let us move on and think out our actions. He'll step over closer, not towards you, but towards the chair with his clothes on it. Uh, pick up his shirt and start redressing. And as he reclothes, he'll speak not really at any one of you in particular, but just to the group, to the chair in front of him. So how do we proceed? We've gotten off on the worst of terms, but... What do we do to move forward? Uh, 
I don't know. How would you guys... How do we live? Well... Don't we still have business down there? Down there? In my basement? No, in the sewers. Inner City connects many things in Zimar. For those who know its routes, it's a useful method of travel. Far from safe, though. Yeah, we've had a few run-ins already. But, because someone decided to burn the Mimic Clutch, we have to find a new home for the Mimic. Did not leave me with much of a choice, to be fair. Pursued into the streets. The guards don't saw you. I knew you were at Sunrise, Sunrise Spices. That's where you would have collected the invitation. Found my letter. I would not be doing my job if I had left the warehouse untouched. Not I did you tell you it was there. I did not know you'd befriended a mimic. I did not expect to find that there, to be sure. Or, I had assumed it had given you trouble, just as it did the guards. But, seems the opposite. Still, if that was a friend of yours, I apologize for what we did, but we had to search the place. Again, business. Yeah, it, it happens. And this line of work that you and I share, all five of you, it would seem, separating business from personal matters is of great importance. You cannot live this life. You cannot do what is asked of us. You cannot draw the line somewhere. Sometimes they intertwine, and it is much effort to keep them apart as it is to do the job itself. Is there point, anything uh, else you guys wish from here? No, just gonna head over and start getting dried off and dressed. Mm -hmm. I'll step back, fully redressed. I had some concerns. Sending Oaka away for the afternoon, leaving myself alone with a group of you. If you slew Shandar and Joneus, you are much more prepared than you were at our first meeting. I'm much as certain. I'm not surprised to learn that uh, the landless and possibly Sarastam, no, Rakshasa, possibly little Dento herself, doing her own research, may have divined my true nature. But I am glad we have been able to come to at least an uneasy peace. They're certainly not friends, I understand, and I would not expect that. I would not aim for that to be the outcome of this meeting, but we do not need to cross blades. Not here, and not now, at least. But may I still come to that. Who knows? If, if it's possible to avoid, that would be preferable, but that's not exactly my decision to make in this circumstance. No, he made that decision. Indiscriminate killing. Finally caught up with you, and that's me. It's gonna happen, one time or another, with them or without them. I don't care you what, how you talk around it, whatever you wanna do, it's gonna happen. If it comes to that, so be it. But I hope at the very least I have planted a seed in your mind, little Dento. A seed of doubt. The trust that you place in that blade so blindly, assuming it spits truth just as you assume I spit lies. Perhaps you'll rethink some things when given some time, given days, weeks, 
Maybe months. You will come to see that's what you have tried so hard to blind yourself to here. There is a truth. It's plain as day. Very little is plain as day. And you have learned well in your line of work. Rostam, I believe. That may be the only solid truth. As I said, I will not hold you any further. My servants will be returning here shortly, and I understand you do not trust them, and Oaka will return without too much time. I will not stop you. You're free to leave via the front door or the Undercity, as you see. Your disguises may remain intact. You will proceed as you will. I would appreciate the return of my dossier, but given your line of work that is critical intelligence, I would not expect it. That would be a favor much beyond my station to ask of you. <coughs> Besides, none of the information there is critical. Nothing I it's did not, not have. It's not like we carry it with us all over the place anyhow. It'd be stupid too. You, know, you have been trained well. Both by whoever Eutropia's agents are and by the Lion Blades before you were sent here, I assume. They have done their jobs thoroughly. Well, I... until the next time, I guess. And certainly there will be one. All but guaranteed to cross paths again. In what capacity? I cannot say for now. I am not a diviner. I leave that to Pytherius' wizard. I do wish you the best in your personal dealings. Though, of course, your business clashes with mine. May you find it's the going to of... continue to clash. That it will. But may you find the streets of Zimar safe, at least. One Where last show of good faith. I can remove the bounty placed on your heads. To the point that we would be unhindered in our disguises, I take it? Of course. That I am willing to see as a business misunderstanding. We met on terms half unknown to each party, and came to blows, as both of us thought was right at the time. You defended yourselves. I place no blame on you for that. I would expect no different from any man. I'm fine with that. I'm not going to complain about being able to do my job easier, I suppose. Then I will see it done. Perhaps remain in the shadows for the rest of the day, but tomorrow when the sun rises, the bounties will be dismissed. Appreciate it. Now, we both have work to do. Different avenues, but similar tasks, I assume. We have a meeting to get to, and I'm sure you have much to discuss. Yep. Are we heading back to the sewer or back? Finish out the front. It would head back and open the door and wait in the hall. After he's uh, reclothed with his falchion belted back around his waist again. So we should probably go back to the sewer. Sewer it is. Head to the basement, yes. So, 
Uh, assuming there is nothing more that the group of you wish to do here. Oh, I, before we left, I would definitely walk directly up to him where our faces are almost touching. And just want to stare into his eyes for a second and see if really I can see him, you know? Just really... He would look back, but his expression is relatively inscrutable. He has done his business for many, many years. Many more years than you or your father has even been alive, and he is all but impossible to read. I will be back. I do not doubt it, Mr. Dento. Turn around and I will walk away. Back to the poop box. Back to the poop box. Is he gonna follow us all the way or He would uh he would head down the hall and open the door through that kitchen area to the stairs, lay down the basement and wave you all through and after that Anori leaving uh, passing last there would watch you down the stairs but wouldn't follow you to the basement. And I want to stop everybody in probably about the crypt area <clears throat> Okay. to talk. Just look at Inori. I was ready for what you wanted to do today. If he catches us unaware next time, I won't be ready for it. I don't even know if I want to do that anymore. We don't have to fight him. Him catching us unaware does not mean he's going to attack us. No, we don't. I do. I don't expect any of you to come back. Do you need to, or does your blade need to? We need to. Why do we need to? I know he mentioned the circle. It doesn't exactly mean anything to me, but it seemed to have piqued your interest. You seem to already know, actually. Dara. What do you see when you look in the mirror every day? Mm. Recently, I've been trying to see a man that can hold up to his faith. But this was not so long ago. That was not the case. That is all I see. I'm going to point on my face to the spot where the acid burn is on Dara's. Dagio was the work of the circle. You He's... nearly died from their actions, however indirectly. And the Badrigan Pauls was a member of the circle. Everything that happened with Carius is because of them. And I take it everything that probably happened with uh, our friend upstairs, since it had to do with Panavar, had to do with the circle as well. Back in Marat. Circles everywhere. It's all encompassing. Even, even... <laughs> 
Even Ciaran was a part of them. So then, whether we personally have issues with Madeline Jareth or not, the circle is not what we need. So he has to be eliminated anyway. I do not understand what the circle is in its entirety. What is it trying to do if it is some kind of cult? Control Taldor, from my understanding. And we just Seems too away. big for just that. There's probably more to it. Well, I don't... I don't... I don't see a reason to kill this particular member I'm not one like un unless we are attacked by him again I have no quarrel with him you do I, realize this is exactly what we were trained against is he's a master of this everything he just said was probably a lie I don't know I have no idea he I'm could be lying out of his teeth but unless he attacks me and he removes that bounty I have no reason to fight him. You hear Ciaran at that. This is where you gotta be careful, girl. He's trained this for centuries. The best lies are only half lies. That's why you can stand so strong and confident with them. You sure do know a lot about that, don't you? Maybe guilty of the same. Perhaps. Still hasn't changed anything about what either of us want. Psychotrax, if they're calling it Soul Crucible now, whatever that thing's name is, needs to be out of Panavar's hands and out of everyone's hands. At least we can agree on that. there while we are still here is there any more investigating we can do into this area to get a leg up or the only the... way to get a leg up is to going to be to kill Jared and take over this house while you're the... in the, the crypt here there's that with, one body there's that mm -hmm. one super colorfully wrapped obviously newer body but with the uh, flame and shadow paladins gone one of them defeated and two of them wholly believing they've been blessed <laughs> in the afterlife which good news as far as the ghost is concerned that's all they need really is to believe it works there's i might i might not get smoted by saren ray for impersonating her maybe smoted, <laughs> smoted. smite smoted. smitten i like I it know. i Smith? think it should be if she were it should definitely smoted. be smoted now but there is that uh it is eerily quiet down here. None of the sound from the sewer outside manages to really permeate through the thick western wall of the crypt, and none of the sound from the city above makes it all the way down beneath Waterhill Manor. It's just your own conversation and shuffling of otherwise utter silence. There's nothing in here remarkable that you see other than that one body. I believe that body warrants farther investigation. I'll stay over here while you investigate. It's 
So what kind of investigating am I going to do with this body? Well, Kahina had looked at it briefly before while you were dealing with the paladins and realized that it's not wrapped in a funeral shawl like the rest of them, but in actually just an expensive curtain. And uh, it's a very colorful curtain, but it's rather hastily wrapped around the body. Uh, if you were looking to investigate, it would be no trouble to unwrap without even having to take the body out of this burial niche. Just gonna unwrap it, take a look at it. Inside is a body that definitely does seem like it's at least been dead for some time, but it's still relatively intact. It hasn't been prepared with any proper rites or any kind of unguents or preservatives so it's once it's unwrapped it's not entirely pleasant to look at or handle but it would need a like a heel check really to learn any further all right with my very rudimentary understanding of human physiology let's see what i can come up with that is a raw 15 well, the good news is of the things, it's not terribly difficult to identify in a dead body. It's, you know, a general wideband approximation of how long they've been dead. Whoever this is might have been dead for a few decades, like 30 years tops. And the rest of this crypt looks like it's centuries old. She's also still wholly dressed and what's a pretty safe assumption of just whatever she died in. No preparations were given to this body whatsoever. Someone wrapped it up in this curtain and hid it in here. Now, while you're looking through her outfit, she does have some things still in her pockets. They didn't even bother emptying her pockets. Uh, there is a coin purse with nothing in it. They appear to have at least bothered to rob her. But... There are a few small personal effects, a piece of very ancient hard candy, and Zimar identification papers for one oh. Tay Amalon. Uh, looking into it, it appears to be to have belonged to her. She was born in 4659. So were she still alive, she'd only be like 50. She's a, hmm. it's a pretty young body. She looks like she was just out of her teens, just into adulthood. Uh, make me a perception check. No, because you're the one looking through this. Alright. That's gonna be a 16 for a 29. Okay, a 29, you notice one more thing. Uh, it's pretty obvious. Like How... how into this or are you getting for looking them over well i mean i would imagine i'm checking for sources of visible damage checking through the pockets looking at all of the base like face value information i can get from this without cutting open the body and like digging right. into but it you're like moving the body around and checking yeah. it out and stuff right all right so as you rolled her over it would be immediately apparent how she had died uh with a still open stab wound 
between two of her ribs in her back, uh, right through the heart. And with a 29 on perception, you would also realize... I have a suspicion that there's a piece of broken knife lodged inside of her. a piece of broken knife still inside her body. Uh, The tip looks to be from a very highly... A finely crafted, excellent quality dagger with a fairly distinctive curve. And it looks like it would match the blade Golrish has. Well, uh, of course, telling everyone this as I find it, I think I know why everyone wants that dagger. Seems like there was a murder that occurred roughly 30 years ago that we have to piece together here is blackmail i suppose would be the best way to use it would the name off of the identification mean anything tay amalon even like the last name like nobility or anything no no all right could try that spell it's just it's a person from the city see what you find on the name speak with dead maybe speak with dead i'm pretty sure this is outside of the range of that. Does that have a time limit? I thought so. I'm looking it up right now. I don't think it does. I think it just needs an intact body. And, we have uh, one of those. Yeah, no, there is no... Uh, no, it's just they can't have been spoken with within the past week. There's no limit on how old the ah. body is. That's actually specifically, it can be any amount of time. The body just has to be intact enough because it's... it's Speaker Dead's terrifying, first of all. It's necromancy, and you literally animate the body, and it talks to you. So, like, if it doesn't have its head or things to communicate, yeah, obviously it won't do anything, but you could absolutely cast Speak With Dead on this body. I don't know. Well, well if she was somebody important, maybe we'll find out that somebody important who we need to get rid of, murdered her. I've never known you to be squeamish, Anadi. It's not squeamish. Some some magics. I mean, come on, you're reanimating a corpse to talk to it. Well, the two options we have are we reanimate the corpse or we take it to someone who can talk to a body. Chances are... Research the name, find out what happened, piece it together, link it to Pytherius and take him down. Why even have the spooky parts of magic if you can't use them? <laughs> I like how daughter thinks. Just give you a smirk. Even I'm normally opposed to it, but this seems like a quick and surefire way to get what we need. Well, I can't do that spell. Baylor? We have definitely a talked about it. We have a scroll that I can use. We would get two questions. Is better than zero questions. But How I'm did just you letting die? everyone know it's, well, we only get the two. I mean, she was stabbed in the back. She might not have necessarily seen who stabbed her. Why did you die? And who <laughs> killed you, I guess? I don't think her testimony will hold up. No, but if we can get both halves of the. If we can take the body. Or hide the body somewhere where we can have access to it and then have the blade 
and find out how Golrish ended up with the uh, the other half of it. How wide is the opening to a bag of holding? Two feet, I think. Yeah, yeah two feet. I think you can put an entire body in a bag of holding. What is happening? You only have a what? Do you have a type one bag of holding? I think so. It's on my sheet. Give me a sec. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say you can't fit an entire corpse in a type one bag of holding. You can fit a corpse through a two foot opening. I, I the way the, what we ended up a on was thirty you can, year you can, old corpse. You can just barely fit a cuirass into the opening of a a bag of holding a chest plate. So a body is. A body would fit a body inside is a chest plate. arguably smaller than a breastplate. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you guys want to stuff a body in a bag of holding, I'm let's, not going to stop you. Let's not. Can we, I mean, show I mean, some respect. I'm not saying we're doing it. If we need I'm a just purpose. arguing the fact that I'm if we needed to. I've given up on giving this, being this party's divine moral compass at this point, so you do, yo. But, uh, if we sure, need a secure a place to hide a body, that is about as secure as we're going to get. How about this crypt it's been in for the last 30 years? You don't think he's going to leave that here, do you? No, we don't even have a type one bag. We could not fit a body in this. We have a what? minor. Oh, you have a minor bag of yeah, you're not putting a body in a minor bag of holding. <laughs> Holy we crap, need a bigger you guys bag. only have a minor bag of holding. We need a bigger bag. Yeah. That might be something we need to buy while we're here. We're gonna need a bigger bag. Well, I feel like We can't leave it here. We have to take it with us. Mm. No, we don't. Yes, we have. Yes, we can't leave it where it could be taken away, and we'll never get the end of the story here. Like it's we have been to piece here this together. Thirty years. Yeah, but now we're here, and he's gonna be like, you know what? That body down there. I'm going to have to go down and remove it because they'll ruin my plans <laughs> and all that garbage with his horrible accent. You are a linguist. <laughs> I, I almost thought he was here with us. That hurt me here. That hurt me here. You meddling kids. Oh, I told you earlier what I thought. No, of I, I know. I know. <laughs> well, shall we? Pick up a body and bring it with us using the quilt or sheet or curtain. You can also just carry it. I'd rather not touch the more of it than I have to. So we're, we're maybe doing the scroll later. I mean, if we start casting down here, he's going to come down. <laughs> I don't know. We had a fairly large fight down here and nothing. Yeah, and then he came down. Well, he came down with a snake. Anyways, either way. Either we, we, we had you as a giant wrestling the snake with me blasting fire at it. That makes a lot more noise than... And somehow I'm not surprised that you are still here. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, calls in from the eastern chamber. I had suspected you may be interested in that. Well, it is kind of very colorful in a very drab room. Not ex exceptionally well hidden, was it? No. Not particularly. He looks uh, across the room at the bodies of Chandar and Janaeus because he hasn't been down here yet since uh, that happened. I knew that you had defeated them, and still, it surprises me to see their bodies. Uh, they, like I said, they did attack us again. 
We didn't start this. Uh, this... Well, like they won't be back. I feel you may slightly misunderstand the life cycle of the Rakshasa. It's a complicated process. Their spirits may live on, yes, but not their memories. Not what you would consider a soul. Still, I kept that body here for a reason. And it is not to hide it. It is to keep it close. Much I imagine the same reason that you want it now. Oh, well, there's a story to this. We were looking to figure it out. I believe you already know it. At least, the parts that would interest you. Like I said, I am the general spymaster, but this is just a job. My loyalties lie elsewhere. And the more power I have over the commander-in-chief, the more power I have over the Talden military and the Talden nobility, the more power I have over the city of Zimar, the more useful they are to me, and the more useful I am to my people. We so it is what we thought reason. it was. It is, yes, but... A weak piece of blackmail without the rest of the dagger, tying it to the general himself. I right. did not know of its full story until I had met that Sotug in the sewers. Until I had found him by chance with the rest of the dagger. Tried to buy it off of him, but he surprisingly good at reading people. He sensed its value immediately. And reading through me is impressive for a man, much more an Otug. Not known for intelligence, those creatures. I'm this not going is... to hide it, and I'm not going to take it from you. It's just as valuable for the same reason for me. Again, it's just a job. What do you guys think? I think we have more in common than you may want to admit. <laughs> this body is useful to both of us for the same reasons. He is your enemy, and he is my tenuous friend, ally for the time being. What, but... a stepping stone for your own advancement? I mean, that's not really a bad way to put it. It's all about power with you type. I get it. You is all want more, you... more, more. Is that not how you see him? Is that not how you see Euthropia or the Lion Blades? Are you really committed to their causes? I don't really see the commander as a stepping stone so much as an obstacle between the peace of the nation. Pessimist versus optimist, I suppose. Or one sees an obstacle, the other sees an opportunity. Nearly all obstacles are opportunities for growth or advancement, if you know how to properly utilize them. You have come to Zimar for a variety of reasons, and you seek a lot here. You seek to aid the princess, you seek to aid... Her bid for the throne. The more Vitarius seems to feel the tides of war, the more I wonder how useful he is to me. Perhaps my hat is in the wrong ring. Well, I mean, you could make our job so much easier for us if he would just stop what he's doing. Well, then we can go home. That's he's the end of it. He's not going to stop. Obviously, he's not going to stop, but it would just, it'd be so much easier. Pytherius' will is dramatically beyond my ability to influence, I'm afraid. He is a very stubborn man and very committed. He does what he believes is best for the nation. And he has had nothing but the people of Taldor at his heart in every action he has taken. As do I. And perhaps 
we are finding ourselves more and more thoughts as time passes. Leave this body here. It's useful to both of us, and we both know where it is. In this crypt accessible from the other city, and clearly you know how to get here. If you need it for your purposes, it will still be here, and if I need it for mine, it will be here for me as well. We do not need to start this arms race of squirreling away and stockpiling information and blackmail against each other. But our purposes may align much more than either of us may have thought. Well, do you seek to find peace in the nation? I seek to find safety for the nation. That could be interpreted different ways, one of which includes preemptive war. I believe that's difference in opinion is the premise of this whole war for the crown, is it not? Maxilar believes, as do I, that the average person, the average peasant, mucking mud and manure, hoping to grow crops to survive the winter, does not have the knowledge, the ability, or the will to make the hard choices necessary to keep a population alive, to keep a nation strong. And he is not wholly wrong about Kadira. For this city to simply disappear, were he to abdicate Abadar's pillar and the castle, leave it undefended, I am as certain as he they would seize the opportunity to invade. Darius is not wrong. His methods may be extreme, but... He does what he sees necessary to demonstrate this threat to the rest of the people. Unfortunately for him, extreme methods are the exact reason people want him to stop what he's doing. And that is where he and I disagree. At fundamental level. And where our beliefs seem to align. If he could win through legitimate means, that would be a different story. But what he's doing is above and beyond what is necessary. It's absurd. Who should take the primogen crown and who should sit on the throne is beyond my personal scope. He will be useful as I serve him, and he will listen to me as far as he will. So with him on the throne, guiding Daldor, I would have more power, and as so would my people. But beyond the interests of the circle, we can work our, do our work regardless. Always work the best in the shadows, I believe. This opportunity may be more detrimental than we believe, and as Pytherius grows more arrogant and stubborn by the day, given the crown, he may only get worse. We may have less control and less influence over him, him than we would Eutropia. Or another heir. As questionable as this may seem, if we are to leave, would you mind leaving again, so that we may exit in the direction that is unknown to you? Although we are in a maze down here, it would soothe me. It's fair, I suppose. This uneasy truce is far from an alliance. I understand that. You wish to keep your paths, your methods, your information as hidden as you can. Play your cards close to the chest, it is wise. Yes, I will leave, but... The body will stay. As will Shandar and Janaeus? Of course, we have no reason to touch them. They were more than just associates. Shandar has been a friend of mine for... 200 years, I believe. 300? 
When your life is so long, there is a curse with this boon. Memories begin to blur in a line. Difficult to remember and pinpoint exactly when various things have happened, but I knew him from Tianjia. My time there. Another life, another name. Would you believe I was a monk? Anything's possible. When you live that long, who knows? That it is. Anyway, I will leave you. Leave as you see fit. Do as you will. I will not oppose you any more than I feel I need to. Either because your actions oppose my will, or as necessary to appease Pytherius. I am still his right hand, after all. It is a good job. Before you leave, just to allay some curiosity that I just cannot let go. Why was your friend an alligator head woman? At this, for the first time, Jareth laughs. He smiles. A bullheaded man, Jonas was. Very much so. Stubborn and arrogant as I have never seen before. He was much newer to my order. I've only known him a few decades, a handful perhaps, but he was fast friends with Shandar. Janaeus is well in, in years. He's lived to 150, 175, I do not recall. But that is a young and impressionable child, as far as Rakshasa are concerned. An angst-filled teenager looking to enact his will, take what little power I gave him and run with it. But it got to his head. <sighs> as full of the bull's crap as he is stubborn. Janaeus was responsible for the deaths of a few of my informants that I quite liked, that were quite useful to me. A pair of concubines that had brought me much, much useful information throughout my years in Zimar. Human still, but it was amazing to me with my centuries on this world. What a human can learn in just a handful of years. They played their craft well, provided me with information, but this is aside from the story, this is tangent. Donaeus led to the deaths, and as punishment, I saw fit to bring him shame. That was the best, best way that I would be able to express to him and give a proper punishment, force him to take their place. But it did not go as well as I had hoped. He found great entertainment and posing as a human succubus, as a common whore in the streets to get the information he could, and has only led to the deaths of several more useful informants. And the alligator head. I could not tell you. Perhaps he thought it was funny. Well, he certainly thought it was funny, yes. I can tell you for a fact they make it a really sickening, gurgling noise when you kill him. Well, maybe we should head out. I understand. You have lived, what? Ten years? Twenty? I cannot guess human lifespans very well, but not many, I am sure, and the vast majority of that you have spent is boiling hate for me. I understand. I will go. Depart as you will. You will not be followed. And with that... He uh, waves a hand and turns and heads back out. 
I'll wrap the body back up haphazardly as it was before and leave it be. Will we take the knife? Well, the blade's not would, going anywhere. We taken, need it. Yeah. Would you have taken the, the blade's still literally in her body, so. No, I need that where it is. That's the evidence part. I feel we should take the blade. We should have taken the whole body when we had the chance. But now we, we have to leave could it. still take the body. I'm leaving this place. We don't need the body. We'll come back for it. We need, we need the rest the of it. We, need the we will need no. the body. We but... will need the body eventually. We have to get the blade first from the king. No, we have the blade. We need the hilt. I mean the hilt, excuse me, from the king. Well. And unless we finish doing what we want, what we promised to do for the king, he's not going to give it to us. So that should be the next thing you guys need to focus on. Well, we have avenues to which solutions can be found. And at that point, you would, uh, nor you would hear Sjorn, we've got a really easy avenue. The thing's a borderline mindless animal, and we just take it. What's he going to do? Fart at us? Just ignoring him. All right. Take the blade. He could have been bluffing. Yeah. Bluffing or not, if we have the hilt and he takes the blade, we can just take the blade from him. But so. we have it right here, right now. It needs to oh. It needs to be where it is as the evidence that this is where it was. But I want it. Pedor, <laughs> magical guy. Does it have to be in the body for them to be able to do whatever they do for the magic things? Somebody who has decent heal make me heal check. It's not just rolling around e twenty. That'd be Dara, right? Yeah, yeah. that'd be Dara. Yeah. <laughs> Dara's got the best heal, I am sure. Okay, twenty six. Uh, you would be fully aware that it's like, sure, it's not completely guaranteed, but you have magic, and you have a whole lot of, like, magic has allowed a lot of technology that exists uh, to exist in Galarian beyond even what we have. Like, there is absolutely forensics, both with technology and magic, and uh, sure, it's not as concrete as, look, the knife is literally in them, but you can just about prove with the whole dagger it's the blade that made the wound. See. I don't want to just about. I want to guarantee this is here. This is what made this. But we can guarantee that we have the, the knife now. We can guarantee one way or another that we get the knife. We cannot guarantee the future. He needs it just as much as we do for the Jerry's same gonna reason. He's going to come back downstairs in 20 minutes and we're still going to be standing yep. in his basement arguing. <laughs> well, I, I'm like, I'm sure people are already walking out. Yeah, I think Nori is leaving and mm -hmm. are we taking a dagger with us or not? Like, Dara, are you going to actually take it? I will it? just go take the dagger. Like, are you going to push up and take it? Like, Nell, Slide it out of her back, survival him? check, try and get it out without any... Uh... You don't need Messing a check. If you know what's in there, you can just reach into her. Well, to get it out really it. well without without doing any more damage. Yeah, to... Roll me, roll me and and still be like... heal, honestly. Oh, okay, well, it's not too I can heal. Hard one. Uh, Mangle the body. All right, nineteen. Nineteen. You can you can pretty easily get the knife out of there without doing any damage to Tay. I body. am going to take the identification though. 
Alright, so you take her papers and you take the tip of the dagger out of her back. And then Nell wraps the body up and leaves the body itself back where it was. So we have part of it. Jareth has a part of it. Perfect. So. Okay. Now we are ready. And we'll start walking. And Gulrish has a part of it. And <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> so how do we want to deal with Gulrish? You said you were going to paint him nice things and we're going to go buy a bunch of gemstones. Well, I can paint nice things, yes, but how are we going to extravagantize these to the point that he'll accept them? So this is while we're walking on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm assuming we're all walking at this point. Yeah. Yep. I can assume yeah. this sure. is on the way back to the bathhouse, yes. We've well, got, we got a lot of sewer house. to get through. Yeah. 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 Well, I, well I if our bounty is going to be gone tomorrow, then we should be able to walk her through with no problems, and we can go purchase whatever we need to purchase. We not, have things and items that need to be sold as well, so I'm sure we can make some extra money. Not no really problem. Do. Not What we'll have is no suspicion. We'll still have to be careful. If somebody recognizes us, they're still going to raise the alarm. So just... Out of curiosity, how difficult do you guys think it would be to just take the hilt? Out of hypothetically. Out of I hypothetically. Mean, out of hypothetically. Well, if we're speaking question. hypothetically, it's wow. as easy as reaching out and taking it because Golrish is handing it to us after we do the things Golrish has agreed would be acceptable. I never rolled differently, Dara. Oh, I just feel that um If you want to hypothetically stab or shoot the very large thing with a very powerful ring, let alone the other artifacts it has. Including our crown now. I don't know how well that's gonna go. Valor, you never did roll on the show you're gonna ask a knowledge engineering yeah. on Golreach. And if you want to, go ahead. We talked with him for a while. Yeah, you can definitely. This is for like, which is what you would have known being around with him for a bit. I got a thirty-one. All right. So with a thirty-one, you would know obviously what everyone else knows that he is an exceptionally large Otug. All of you fought an Otug in Marat County outside the pump house. So I don't know if everyone remembers that at this point, but we fought one. It died in a single round, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was like one-fifth the size of Golrish. He is an incredibly large, and you would also have noticed beyond that, significantly more like stronger and a more intelligent Otug than a standard. A, a standard Otug is Hodgebog. They know language mostly, and that's about as far as it goes. She I, likes I think Hodgebog even had... Tingle. Hoshbog even yeah. had an intelligence actually, ion stone. Exactly, she had an intelligence ion stone. She'd actually actually accidentally turned on. I think a standard O2 actually doesn't have the intelligence to know a language. Yeah, because I, I was I was to gonna say the first that. O2 we dealt with was just kind of wargle glargle bite. Hoshbog, Hoshbog, had an ion stone floating around her head that gave her four more intelligence than a normal O2. That's that was Hoshbog. So your normal Otug is lower than that. 
fairly significantly lower than that. So, uh, you with a 31, let me math real quick. You get three questions. And for chat or anyone listening, Hoshbog is an O2. I'm just giving for player reference. I guess I should explain that story. That's from Strange Aeons. She was an O2 from a previous campaign that had accidentally turned on an intelligence ion stone and got a little bit smarter. She wasn't. And she also had class levels, didn't she? I think she had some witch levels or occultist levels. Occultist, was, I, I thought. I yeah. yeah. From reading all those spooky books. So this is just. Uh, because I guess I, she. she she was always touching items and, like, knowing their history, which... Yeah, she was an is... occult. She had occultist levels, yeah. too. That she was able to get because of the Iron Stone. But your average O2 is the one you fought outside Marat... Or outside the uh, Stocky's Pump House. Just kind of... Earth slap. So you get three questions about Golreesh. Specifically well, Golreesh. Yeah, I mostly just wanted to kind of, like, gauge relative strength compared to... Well, like I can not... give you two things, because he is... Uh, I can just give you some info if you don't really know what to ask, because he is just kind of an O-Tug. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you two, with the third being he is a significantly more powerful O-Tug. You want to notice two things in particular about him. With how large he is, he could easily reach somebody anywhere in his chamber with his tentacles. They are incredibly long. Uh, and the cistern he makes his home that when you come in one side, you can't even see the other side with your torchlight, he could easily reach all of that from where he's parked in the center. And beyond that, he seems to always be ready in case somebody tries anything. You feel like he may be able to react exceptionally quickly the things turning against him as if he had combat reflexes up. I, I repeat that to my best to the best yeah I, 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 but, uh, I picked up what you were saying okay. like I, I tried to the best of my ability to say to I, 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 he has I'm like this is reflexes. combat reflexes but, uh, also you would have noticed that of the jewelry he adorns himself with even before Kahina gave him the crown because you, you've seen the crown of blasting that doesn't like affect you it's just a thing you can use he must have something else magical as well that is constantly enhancing him because it's not obvious especially in the dim light in the cistern he definitely has a like some layer of magical protection across his entire body well, we saw the ring. i i identified we saw the ring. oh you did identify the ring okay no you already know he has the ring of protection plus four okay uh-huh because i styled on him because i didn't even cast detect magic for that oh yeah i already used that as the test <laughs> to see if he actually knew how to do anything that's right so, okay, then, yeah, then beyond that, he's, he's just a really big, angry O2. He's an O2 gear O2. Did you say the second time we came in, we were in, like, an upper part of it? You came in through uh, a pipe with, like, a staircase that led down into the end of the chamber, but it was only, like, 10, 5, 10 feet up. It's not like it was high. It's probably right. only 5 feet up, realistically. The cistern's probably only 15 feet tall total, I'll say. It's, like, 15 feet, bottom three to four feet of it is filth probably three feet and uh the pipe comes in a little above the filth level and the staircase goes down into the sludge it's not like you're way up on a wall up super right. with a high height advantage it's not like stick dara up there and just shoot him until he dies <laughs> yeah. that'd be the easy 
But I mean, it is a pipe. You come in through a pipe that is a bit smaller than Golrish. But if you were way back down the pipe, he would have to be like straight in line of the pipe where you can see him. And someone would have to be have light out there where Dari can see him. Because Golrish can reach about as far as your torchlight goes. Nah, seeking crossbow. I don't think that lets you curve it 90 degrees at the end of the pipe and go 20 feet in a different direction. That's a little beyond the abilities of Seeking. Just put some spin on it. Just twist the crossbow as you shoot it. <laughs> shoot the swirling bolts. So you all are making your way back to the bathhouse? The abandoned yeah. bathhouse? Yeah. Mm-hmm. After about another hour, uh, you, you know your path at this point. You generally know the way back. The whole party now has a has a general grip of the area. I would imagine by this point we've probably like left little nicks and yeah, certain turns. Yeah, at this point turns. you wouldn't need any kinds of a check to go back and forth between Waterhill Manor and the bathhouse. Oh, we have a map, yeah. Yeah, you you made a map. That was what you spent the whole last time you were exploring doing. You arrive back in the dried out pool with the little pile of filth at the end, where the undercity and the sewer system and. This. That's not a nice way to describe Kados. Also, Kados is there. And are you guys cool with taking a break slightly early? Because I got to pee so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you all arrive back in the bathhouse. And you had left fairly early in the morning trying to go figure out what was up with that crypt. About an hour down there, you were there for maybe an hour and an hour back. That would just barely be noon, really, at this point. Uh, you still have a large portion of the day available if there's anything that you want to do. What is the plan? Well... So, Baylor, what do you know about that Oshug you are saying? Is that like a... Because what we are doing here is we are relying on the honesty of NO2 to hand us this blade thing. A straight fight, I don't believe would be an easy thing to accomplish. But I also don't think it would be impossible. Well, how difficult is it to get the other stuff? No. Yeah, so that's like a party question. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be hard for me to make the base structures out of something like quartz or glass, something that just looks nice, and then make it really nice by adding value to it through gems and stuff. The only issue is I would need the gems ahead of time so that I could paint around them to make them part of the structure itself rather than inserting them or adding them afterwards so it sounds like we go shopping and can we afford to make it of the quality I don't know if we can again Nori would hear the iron and I understand 
Well, all of a sudden, Darth seems to have more sense than the rest of you all, but he's... He's got the right idea. Why are we not going along with this? Just go and murder the thing? Is that what you want to do? Just kill it, take its stuff? Do we not have bigger things to deal with, girl? Than one swamp monster hiding in a sewer? There's right and wrong, and I refuse to ignore that. <laughs> it's... I, I, I just feel like the more I progress down this path, it's just this person's lying, that person's lying. Everybody's lying. Everyone lies. We, we, we got people trying to talk to animated corpses. Now we're killing innocent monsters just because they have the thing we need. What I, even is an innocent monster, girl? The thing's barely got the sentience to know it couldn't survive being a plague on the town before the guards put the thing down. I'm just trying to keep my humanity through all this, man. Nothing. Yeah, I'll be nothing else either. Well, I guess we should take a tally of how much it would cost. As he wants, what, a couple... 10,000? Or 15,000? Well, I would imagine each statue, if I made it out of, like, fine quartz or glass, maybe up to, I don't know, I guess that'd be an appraise check, wouldn't it? Right, what it be worth? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta make me an appraise check, yeah, we'll see how much value you can get out of this, like a... A 15. I mean, like a, a glass... Ridiculously finely, like each one glass. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be relatively valuable to like someone who would spend the money for it. It's, it's a huge sculpture, but you get the feeling that I mean, you know, glass in itself is an incredibly cheap material, and you get the feeling that Gold Reach is more interested in things that are obviously and ornately valuable than things that have been finely artistically crafted and giving him something made out of glass is gonna outright offend him unless it's like decorated in jewelry like thousands hundreds or thousands of gold of gems well that is that is the plan with each one the glass is intended to be a holster for the right. stuff we're, we're building around it. So, what are you looking to acquire F here? Figure out a general cost per statue, I well, suppose. you know from your conversation with the Gold Reach earlier that he places the dagger's value somewhere in the ten to 20,000 gold range. Uh, and we barely have 10 if we sell the Kukris we just had. And you have, you've given him a crown of blasting. And that's it. Did we also return the Kukris to... No. Or did we just show them to him? I don't think he didn't. Did we even pick him up? up. Yeah. You picked yeah. him up because you wanted to show him to him. To be like, look, we killed your dudes. But then he ended up you know, inviting you out for 
T in his bads and it never came up. So you still so, have him. Gotcha. So with selling the Kukris, we barely have 10k. Which I mean, is the blasting is worth like three on the market, maybe three k. I mean, so do we, are... we want to take our entire stock of gold and valuables and feed it to an O2? I do not. Well, then our other option might actually just be to feed it spells and swords instead. We and need that. Just not. As much as I don't want to, we need that. That bad, though. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's a necessity. I thought out of everybody here that you would be the most likely to not want to just attack somebody because they have something we want. If we can come up with an alternative, I would love an alternative. <laughs> you know, we we go solve this thing, and then we can ensure the safety of the sewers after if when we take care of everything, right? Because he knowledge told is us... something else that he wants. If we could come up with something that he that's beyond comparable as far as knowledge goes, what if we told him the purpose of the dagger? I mean, that might work. Yeah, maybe he just wants the story work. behind it. Probably. Well, the problem is he's, he did say that if we come back with what he wants, he's not going to be happy with us. And I would imagine that leads to him probably thrashing about to some extent. Telling him what the dagger is worth is probably just going to make him raise its value in his own head. Yeah, that's that's not going to help us. Alternatively. I know that face. <laughs> This is a Nell idea is coming. We found out what the dagger is for. We don't need it anymore. Not that we don't need it anymore, but we can present that saying we appreciate the offer, but the dagger no longer holds value to us. Nell, I can kiss you right now. That's a genius idea. Because we have the other part. We don't need the hilt. Yeah, we, you know, it's cool. We're, we, we're actually not in the market anymore. That might make drop the number a little bit. Smart. I don't hack. know if it will because Jareth was still trying to buy it off him, wasn't no, he? No, because Jareth is the one who let us figure out the story. Jareth doesn't need it either. Yeah. He did say Jareth was trying to buy it from him, didn't he? Yeah. 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 He, Jareth did try to buy the dagger off him. But and then, and then he lost it, and Jareth himself said, but he won't sell it to me. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I think if we present this from an angle of, I mean, we just don't really need this anymore. I, mean, I apologize. It was nice doing business with you, but uh, it's not really something we need. If we go down with maybe one statue that we had already made, be like, look, yeah. this consolation, we had already made this and we have no use for it. Maybe? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. Present it as a form of gratitude for his time and yeah. see how can, we can leverage the situation. He can keep the crown of blasting. He can have whatever small thing we made. Thank him for safety through the sewers, but we don't need that anymore. We it in, has intrinsically lost its value. I love. Not it. all of my ideas are reckless. Most, 
most of them. That I is, I mean, this is... this is Nell's wheelhouse, though. He's the noble kid. Like, yeah, this yep. is this is nobility shenanigans, is what this is, and it's. Mm -hmm. Wow, yeah, it's politics. Good idea. <laughs> I don't know that this is going to advance anything, though. Also, well, if well, we could still end up getting our hands on the dagger just at a much lower price. But if we don't need it, he might not hold us. But also, he might not want it if he knows it's not worth anything anymore. He, we we're the at least the second interested party in it. He's not just going to throw it away, thinking nobody else is going to. No, but if the two interested parties have already figured out what it's worth or what it's for, and neither of us want it anymore. He no longer has a market. No more fire. Mm -hmm. Could hypothetically trade him the other end of the dagger, the more important part of the dagger, not the one we have, obviously, for the hilt, for him to have the more important part of the puzzle. If we Can you it. paint? I Can could absolutely paint? fake it. Steel is not a valuable metal. Yep, that's not. You can you can definitely paint steel. Do it. Well, first, Dara, would you mind letting one of the wizards examine that? Ah, yes. Not a wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> would you let one of the magically inclined individuals of the party <laughs> examine that? Very political correct. I like it. Well, you let one of, of the other people who's not me and you, <laughs> all three of the, of the others other have detect magic. <laughs> Anybody with magic in the entire city, just let them let see that. Right, and I so... would have it wrapped up, but I would give it to someone. Who who you give it to? I'm going to hold it out, and whoever wants it can. <laughs> Close your eyes, throw it in the air, and whoever gets it gets Toss it. Toss it up, and whoever grabs it. <laughs> it Grab the, ground, spin ah! the flying blade. <laughs> Grab it by the blade, All cut right, off who, the fingers. Who wants it? And what are you doing? <laughs> nobody wants it. Okay. It, well. it, no, nobody else steps forward. I'll start casting detect magic on it. Alright. I need to know more than just this is magical. I need to know what, how, where, so I can recreate this perfectly. Let's start by detect magic. Yeah. It is non magical. Oh, beautiful. Broken off from the rest of it. Doesn't appear to have retained any of the magical properties. Fortunately, it is distinctive and it matches the handle. Is it ornate? I mean, it's fairly ornate. Yeah, it's a. It's got a very distinctive curve at the tip of the blade. It is much sharper than what you'd expect, almost halfway to hooked, and it's quite fine. Well. Like, are you like allowed thin, to take? Like it's a pretty thin. Blade are you allowed to take twenty on craft checks if you take an absorbent amount of time to do it? No. Categorically, <laughs> you gotta roll it. That's the whole point That's of a craft check. Re rolls are for. <laughs> so, are you gonna try to use your three D painter yep. to duplicate the tip of this dagger? Three D print it. Okay. I will try until I get it right. I will make as many of these as I have to. Well, is, is there anything like... That's going to be one. Because one roll is your best effort and what you believe is the best product you can make. That's, mm. that's what a craft check is. You're metagaming if you just keep rolling until you get a 20. Well, no, I'm not saying until I get a 20. I'm saying until I can hold them side by side. 
and say this looks good. Yeah, and that's what your craft check represents. Is yeah. you try and do that as well as you can, taking the I'll even give you like an eight hour normal crafting time to try to paint it out, and your best effort and your craft check is what you're the best you could do. I guess that's what I'm going to be spending yeah. my day on. That's, a, that's that's like that's what that is. So what about the rest of you? Are we all. Uh, I'm going to get into my other disguise as the farmer. Carl time. We do oh, have an me. optional extra disguise now, don't we? Well, you have Tay Amelon's papers. Probably don't want to go walking around as a dead woman right now. Well, that we don't know who she is might be a bit suspicious. A 30-year-old. That is true, ID. though. It, it doesn't have to hold up at the gates. It just has to hold up past a general guard looking at it. I, mean, I would say in the last... Uh, looking at it and looking at yours... Too different. The same type of ID. No, they look not okay. too different at all. Like, they look similar. They look comparable. Oh. It doesn't look like the design of the IDs is really... The, the identification papers has really changed dramatically in the last 30 years. 30 years isn't very long. Yeah, I mean, mm. like, driver's licenses don't get completely redesigned every every 5 or 10 years. I mean... Have you been to North Carolina? Stay... Yeah. <laughs> Other places. In most regular places, they don't get, a, like, wholly overhauled that often. They typically, like, same with passports. Passports basically look the same since we had U.S. passports. I mean, even if it was 30 years ago, someone did That's kill okay. That's okay. And that person was probably Pythereus. It would be helpful to bring... A ghost of his past, literally out into the light, the same or draw attention thing. to yourself. No, no when not, we confront him. Not right now. Not supposed but that to might be. Him. We're gonna have to eventually. <laughs> so neither are given neither. like one direction by Zalar, and it was that you are not doing that specifically. That's, that's like, why I'm bringing it up. That's our like the direction hard was rule to. She gave you. No, I'm, I'm not was saying to find evidence and wait for further instruction. I am and not further saying further instruction we will... could be assault the castle. Maybe. I am not saying we will have to encounter him here today or this month, but he is still a political figure, and if this. The individual happened to walk past him one day might give him quite the scare. Put a pin in it, Nell. We'll save it for another day, huh? Nell, I would like you to note that I am 100% behind this idea. <laughs> and anyway, I will definitely anyway. be the one who does it. So me Anything and Nori will go out and drink. Anything to see fear in Pytherius's eyes, I am 100% okay with. <laughs> I'm sure the answer is very difficult but how much work would it take to try to alter the birth date on an ID? Ooh, had a... I have an aid to forgery. to do that with an... I mean, remember all the security features yeah. that uh, Syrica showed you in the first place? That'd be, like... I'm going to say DC 40 linguistics. Wow. Also, where do you... <laughs> Look at him actually check to see. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think that's completely impossible. It's I it mean, is absolutely not. It's gonna be because the same as what I told Nell. It's gonna be something that you're gonna do your best, and you're like, well, this looks good to me. We're not gonna roll it till it becomes relevant, right? If you want to do it. 
Are we not also holding this as evidence or no? Yeah, no, we're absolutely keeping this. This is what the fake is for. I think he meant the paper. The, the ID. No, the... I thought he meant the blade because yeah. that's what Dara had. Alright, well, me and Inori need to go drinking. Inori is at a rough day. Uh, how can we get Inori out without her being seen? Maybe you can turn into... Jared literally asked you to wait one day and he'd have your yep. bounty's gone. One day. <laughs> one day. Okay, I will go out this Carl Langdon and I will go get some liquor and I will be back in a short while. Okay. Kahina can literally turn any liquid into alcohol. Yeah. Only wine. But that's magic stuff. No. Any, <laughs> any alcohol. Isn't it water to wine? It's the it, name it, of the spell. It, it's called tears to wine. I think you can make other alcohols as well. If you want to go day drinking, why don't you just reach into my bag over there? I know. Doesn't he? You do have no the walking liquor store here with all of his stuff. We need lots so of liquor. Just give me the liquor. Me and Inori are going to sit in one of those side rooms over there and mope. Okay. And, uh, as, as we're having this conversation, you would hear a scraping across the ground. There's Kados. He drags himself into view. Hello. Hello, K-Dust. I have been thinking about the egg box thing, and it is okay. Great. I uh, am glad you came to such a conclusion. Well, I wanted to eat you on account of it was your fault, but in the books, you're supposed to forgive people for being bad, and we are friends. I'm very glad you were... I found more books. They're called books. It says in this one. And it holds up a tentacle with another really children-geared, uh, like, learn-to-read kind of book. That's great, K-Dust. You should read this book to us. Her, specifically. Yes, you there, can read this book to me. There was a large snake giving you issues in the sewers, correct? But, there was thing. It was very long. Very big around? Did not have any hands. Was it behind the crypt where the, the spooky stuff was? It was outside the dead box. Mm. In the mm -hmm. poop box. Mm -hmm. But by the dead box. It is no longer a problem. 
It's gone. Did... Did you eat it? No. You can eat it. Is it... I will go find it. And k okay. starts <laughs> sliding down into the pool towards the... Uh, oh, a good bit of it is city. rather charred. It's in the water? Do You have to make me a promise, though, K-Dost. Before you get to the big bitey thing, you will find probably a lady box and a cat box. Do not eat the lady box or the cat box. Only eat the big bitey thing. The lady box and the cat box belong to someone else. Why is there a lady box in the poop box? That is strange. It is strange. Just ignore them and go eat the big bitey. Okay. Okay. And uh, Kados <laughs> just folds, stills a box, scrapes away down the pipe leading back into sewers. Don't, in the don't need him eating the other Rakshasa and <laughs> getting killed by Jareth. <laughs> I, I mean, that was Jareth's pet, though. Should we be letting him go up there that close? We if... killed it and we got by. But I. <laughs> If Jareth wasn't aware of a literal mimic living in his basement, he's not going to be aware when the mimic starts living in his basement again. Okay. Well, and Kados gets to eat. Kados. Everyone gets wins. To eat something that is about seventeen times bigger than Kados. In so, like uh, eight to twelve hours, when he finally gets there, it is speed ten. <laughs> the next time you decide to go to Waterhill Manor, you will probably pass Kados, who is still on its way there. <laughs> Hopefully, he knows how to get there. Well, the alcohol, please. I'm gonna set a nice. Gallon, just plop. Enjoy. Thank you. I and think that's... multiple of us need the magical alcohol right now. I can do that. We don't need the. Uh, we 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 will. This alcohol is perfect. Yeah, I meant more us three, but yeah. So what is the what is the plan <laughs> then? How are we proceeding with this? I'm gonna paint all day. So you're gonna spend eight hours trying to do your best to make a facsimile of this tip of the dagger that was stuck in tank. Mm -hmm. How many casts of that alcohol you got? <laughs> what are you two trying to do? Well, in order for it to affect my role, it would need to affect me for the entire eight hours. I mean, if you can keep bringing him more and it will affect him for the whole eight hours, it'll work. That, that, yeah. That's why I'm asking how yeah. many... <laughs> should I have... I should have several. Get in your because... spell book and what's the duration in the first place? Yeah. Ten minutes per level. Okay, so it's a little over an hour and a half. Oof. You're going to need a few castings of that, I think. That's uh... Yeah. I'm pretty sure I haven't used any castings for the day. You're going to need like five or six Tears to Wines. Let's see. Tears to Wine. I have six casts of Tears to Wine. That's exactly lethal. That'll do it. 
We're gonna get <laughs> drunk and paint stuff. <laughs> Alright, so Nell did his best drunk He is Nell. He drinks and he paints things. We're gonna bring him a new Tears to Wine every hour and a half or so to keep him going and uh, make sure that he is magically fueled with the best kind of enchanted alcohol. Here's the thing we're doing. Yeah. Uh, Phalor, are you doing anything with this? Because this is Kahina and Nell's project. Dara and Inori are drinking in a corner somewhere. Kados is slamming its way to uh, Waterhill Manor. What are you Would doing? I be able to assist with, like, knowledge engineering or something? I'd say it's... I'll give you yes conditionally because you can't directly help him. You can give him some like pointers as to how a yeah, that's... would be designed realistically. So like, it's gonna be like it's gonna be a much higher. D I'm gonna say it's like a DC twenty instead of ten to assist him, but I'll let you roll for that. It just like even, even like if mechanically it wasn't, I would be like if he's gonna try to do this. I'll let you roll can... it, but I'll make it DC twenty to assist instead of DC ten because you can't directly help him forge the thing. Yeah, this is a very weird instance of crafting. Yeah, this is a strange one. So yeah, give me a. 20, you plebeian. <laughs> Let me find my modifier. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, uh, Kahina, fair, I need some of that alcohol, too. You got plenty, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> got tons. So you guys are both going to get drunk in paint. All right. Yep. Pretty much. And I'm Taylor just going to drink. Taylor drunk painting in, a, in, a, in the dried up bath for I'll just hours drink because I don't want to be the only one not drinking. This is a fiesta. Give me it, a, a. Did any of us expect today to go the way that it was? Every we all need a drink. Every part of today has been an adventure. It's time <laughs> to drink. Give no me one died. No Jareth died. What's the bonus from Tears to One? Four. Mm-hmm. Is it four total? Four flat? Oh no, it's five. Five at caster level nine. Yep. Neat. Okay. So, uh, give me that knowledge engineering. I mean, I mean, 28. Fine, you and your stupid tears to wine, you stupid plus five. <laughs> All right, so this is going right, to be... Without that, I had a 23. Fine, you assist him. All right, so uh, y'all have a plus two on the craft check. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll so plus six total. Becomes, yeah, we'll bring that up when it becomes important. Plus, seven total. plus seven. seven total. Well, hang on to that for now. Uh, darn, or you're up drinking somewhere? Yeah, I was going to take Nori into the other room and, uh, as we get there, start drinking a bit and be like, Well, that was not expected. That was quite a day. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. Well, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of it. I know my dad's still dead, and everybody I know, and basically lying to me. I don't know what's true. I don't know what's not. It's kind of where I stand right now. Well, maybe I started this off wrong. This is quite morbid. Let's... How, how long have you guys been drinking and talking? 
like three seconds. Literally just started. Okay, I didn't know if this was just started or like halfway through the day. Because <laughs> if it's halfway through the day, there's going to be drunk interjections coming from the background. You guys are getting drunk and starting your painting. Yeah, um... Let's start with something else. Why did you turn? What is with all these weird exploding into people, or exploding into fire, and then exploding into birds? Why do you just turn into things all the time? I mean... All the time. It seems like every the other fire thing. I explained that one. It's kind of... Lost it seems... Point. I thought that was the only thing. It, that, that seemed like a very important part of you, and then, it, then you just turn into a bird. Yeah, it's kind of on the head, isn't it? The nickname White Raven, literal White Raven. Yeah, I, I, I can understand. Oh. oh, you're being sarcastic. There there actually is a story to that. Uh, if you have a second, we are kind of getting hammered, right? Oh, I feel like whatever gets you talking, right? <laughs> um, all right. When I was young, I used to love listening to his embellished bedtime stories they helped me sleep uh some of my favorites that he would tell me about how he would turn into a black raven and soar above the city looking down on targets he was trying to track down he always expressed the uh the, the flying was the freedom of it was everything it's the thing he loved the most about his job i guess and as I'm sure you can probably imagine, I wasn't a normal girl growing up. I didn't play with dolls or paint my nails. I played cards and got into fist fights with boys from the Narrows. I didn't always lose either. Dad, he hated that I fought. So he started teaching me magic almost as a, like a distraction from all the trouble I'd get myself into. Give me something positive put my energy into i wasn't a natural by any means not at first there was just something about it though um i loved it even though i wasn't good at it it was almost like it was it would call to me and then after some time i just sort of it just naturally became easier for me i had to stay good though <laughs> otherwise the lessons would stop but uh I used to watch him train from the stairs. His movements, hypnotic and elegant. It didn't look like sword fighting to me. It looked like he was dancing, but I knew he forbid me from the sword. A lady that uses her mind would never need a sword, he would say. That was crap. He was just scared that I would get hurt. I don't know what it was, Maybe it was the year of pestering him about it every single day, or maybe he saw the way the world was changing around him. I don't know. But on my 11th birthday, after my magic teachings, he said, Anori, your present is in the backyard. And we'd walk out back to the courtyard attached to the back of the, the White Raven building. And there stood which must have been like a 50-foot tall pillar of stone and at the very top of it was a small training stored and I just stared at him kind of like you're staring at me like right now what he knelt down to me 
put a hand on my shoulder and said, if you want to become a swordswoman, that's one thing. But that would be beneath you. For your birthday this year, I offer you a lesson and a chance to have what you desire. Atop this 50-foot slab is a training sword. Simply bring it down here and hand it to me, and I will train you to become a magus. Then he stood up, walked over to a rocking chair, and just sat down and watched. Just sat down and watched. <laughs> Eleven. So, me, being me, climbing seemed like the obvious choice, but that was no use. There was no footing. It seemed like the surface was magically greased. I tried every cantrip I knew. Nothing worked. Worked at all. I tried throwing stuff at it. No use. I even tried to push the structure over to no avail. Midday had become evening, and evening had become night. I was tired, out of ideas, beaten. And then it started to rain. The old man stood up out of his chair and went inside out of the rain, sipping his tea and watching from the window for me to quit. To let go of this crazy urge to learn to fight, marry some noble and be happy just being carried through life. But that's not me. Never was and it never would be. If the point of this test is to fail, I refuse. I wanted to become a Magus and I wasn't gonna let this stop me. My hair soaked, covering my eyes, thinking about how to beat this obviously rigged lesson. And then it hit me, dad's raven spell. I didn't know it. Magic like that took him probably years to learn. But if I could do it, if somehow I could make that happen, that could get me to the top of this thing. So I stared at the impossible before me and just screamed with everything I had, all the will and desire to get up to this sword, every ounce of my being to the point where it physically hurt. Then almost like a magical push in the right direction, my scream turned into the words, Raven's Flight. Then in a burst of shadowy white feathers, I turned into a raven and just like dad, went soaring towards the sword, I crashed into it, knocked it off the other side. And I must have blacked out on the impact because when I came to, I was gliding down to the ground right next to the sword. Dad was now outside in the rain. I noticed his teacup was on the ground shattered behind him. I never saw the old man shocked before. But he was trying his best not to be. He stood up proudly as, I stood up as proudly as I could and presented the sword to him. And he just waved it off. And he said, it's yours now. You will need it tomorrow morning for your training, my little white raven. It's the first time he ever called me that. Turns out when I did his spell for some reason, I don't know why, 
white raven not the black normal thing like him uh it's it, yeah, i don't know it kind of embarrasses me because true magics would say my version is kind of off kilter i guess but it shouldn't have worked that was always the biggest thing to me i, I it shouldn't have even happened but it did i i tried later to fix the spell but it's always white it's always brief it's fast <laughs> and then he had to go and change the name of the shop to the white raven so embarrassing but i'd say it's grown on me a little bit feel like you have more in common with Mel than you thought, for through sheer force of will. Yeah, I wasn't going to be denied. I need to get a surprisingly gentle interjection from CR in here. And now, after the months that we've been going around doing stuff, and to put a little faith in you maybe having a brain in your head, but you think your dad called in 50 favors and pissed off all the other businesses in a three-block radius to get a 50-foot-tall obelisk and install it in his backyard just for you to fail. You might be an idiot, girl. Remember a whole lot about the time pre you. Not a lot of conversations or specific exchanges, faces, adventures. I think being stuck in a sword, the main thing I get connected with is emotions. You pretty much only ever got exactly one from your dad. I was never as strong as. You finally started to get the magic right there. I only saw that a couple of times. You controlled that fire. It turned into a bird for like three seconds. <laughs> it was, in fact, proud of you, believe it or not. I've said it before. I'm still not wrong. They ain't mad at me for hiding stuff from you or whatever, and I guess I can't blame you. This hasn't exactly been an equal partnership, but... Hope you can trust that much, at least. I know we both want the same thing. Yeah, we do. For different reasons, maybe, but we got the same goals. I just might know a little bit more what's actually at stake. So, Inori, you say your father was a very good fighter. Best I've ever seen. And was he very strong-willed like you? Did he? Did you get that from him? No, I don't know where I get that, actually. He's, uh... He was stern with me, obviously. I mean, the training that I went through wasn't easy by any means. Stringent, strict. But it wasn't... <laughs> he was loving, but at the same time, 
I'm sometimes a little cavalier, flamboyant, the way he would fight. It's overconfident, maybe. I don't know. It, nobody's perfect, but to me, I don't know. But do you think he was strong-willed enough to fight off Siaren? For you wanted everything, everything in your life was to kill that one man. And you were able to fight off Siaren, who had the same goal. It... Knowing my dad, all Siaren would have had to do was ask. Hmm. Yeah. But now that I have seen this man and what we would do to kill him, I am no longer sure that you should make that your life goal. I don't think about what's after. I don't know what's after, if there is anything after. I and just. Maybe you should. It has been your whole life. And I have become more centered in the last couple of days. Now, this was not something you were up, uh, brought up with, and I know this. Right. But I was brought up to find comfort in Ma'at, in the honor, and the laws, in the justice, in the truth that she represents. It was very difficult for me when I thought I had lost that connection. And you have nothing besides your sword, which when you had assumed that it had betrayed, and it still cut, it still could. What are you fighting for after that? If you can no longer trust your sword, you can no longer trust in the killing of this one man to fix your life, you may have to grow further and look for more. I trust you. And I trust you also. That is why I was able to come back to Maat. Is for your honesty. I don't know. It's all I... I know it's not healthy. <laughs> I had a life before. Just... I haven't had one since. That is how people grow, though. It is not, this is not just Inori. Inori is not just a woman who happens to hold a sword. Or a woman who hap whose father happened to be killed by a man. You are the White Raven. It is not just one part of you. I feel like you should maybe take this and think more about the rest of Anori. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Next door. Drink about anything after the day she's had, probably. <laughs> we'll that's, probably just that's probably not a terribly high bar for what Anori will drink to at this particular moment. You haven't. You got. Inori and Dara 
back here getting drunk in the corner, trying to bond over, are we still good people? And he got tears to wine with Baylor and Nell and Kahina, trying to forge a replica of a broken dagger to trick an O2 to a sewer. I'm not positive which group gets more drunk, but, uh... That's the rest of the afternoon and the evening, more or less, I assume. And at the end of that, Nell, Zenobius, whatever you're in right at the moment, you have a blade. The Zenelbius. Zenelbius Ballward. Yeah. Zenelbius Ballward. Master of the paint. Change oh, no. the name <laughs> on its token. The I want to see that for the rest I mean, of the time we're disguised. Technically, Nell only needs to take one drink every hour and forty minutes, but As we all know. Stop there. We all know it's not happening. gonna. Come on, yeah, we nah. all know that. <laughs> that's not. There's so much more than that being consumed, I'm sure. And at the, uh, I'm not really craft check yet. Wait on that. Um, I've end, already got the bonus factored in, so I'm ready. At the end of that day, at that eight hours, everyone kind of reconvenes. Rest for the evening. You got, well, a day. A day that I'm sure everyone is more than happy moving on from forever and just never thinking about again. What happened? I already forgot. <laughs> Kane so. is going to deposit herself in Dara's lap. Hi! Drunk. Hello. How is the drunk. doing? Both of you guys are drunk, actually. <laughs> and is there anything else we wanted to handle today? Or are we, are we good? I mean, I, I could handle another lady box, but that's okay. <laughs> <Don't have it. laughs> Roll that D100! Oh boy! So, Wait, so that other private room, we're going that way. What? I have oh, to my. rethink how chaos phrases things. Clearly, <laughs> no. The day passes with your preparations made. You have a uh, fake dagger blade. You have, well, questionable morality just kind of around the party. How's your Baylor? Baylor is perfectly happy with his morality. Not perfectly happy with Jared still being alive, but I'll deal with <laughs> That's it. That's his biggest concern. It's like, dang it, we didn't get to kill Jared today. It's such a good opportunity. He's going to keep antagonizing us. It's going to stop us from protagonating. It's a big mess. I you have said circle a... like three times now. I mean, come on. I have a clear goal of blackmail on Pytharius. This is a good day. Well, it's a day. Things happen, to be sure. We awaken the next morning. Uh, moon day, start of a new week. What is the plan exactly? What are we doing? Are we waking up in the morning and immediately heading down to mess with uh, Golreesh and try to bait him with our new shiny pokey thing? Were we still going to go spend a little bit of We're money? still going to make one. So to make to a make statue. So how are you? So you want to make a glass statue. How are you planning on doing that exactly? 
You can't just like go buy a bunch of glass and sculpt it. That's like that's not that's not how glass functions. That's the painting. Yeah, I can just paint it. Oh, you're gonna have like a flat thing. I thought you were gonna make like a sculpture. Yeah, no, he's no, making like no, a sculpt, like a podium I'm making sculpture, a 3D and then we're gonna put sculpture. Oh, with your magic paints. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, right and then right we were gonna right decorate right. it with like an actual expensive piece of cloth and some. Yeah, what we're gems. gonna do? We're gonna get the materials, and I'm going to create the sculpture based on the materials so that they are a physical part of it, like fused to it because the paints are around them. Okay. Kind of like stuff floating in jello almost. Okay. Except rocky. That's an analogy, but I'll take it. So you're going to spend the morning prepping up the base of a big glass sculpture of some variety and some amount of you are going to head into town and try to acquire some gems, I guess? Just some raw yeah. gems from a jeweler? Just raw gold, yeah. uh, gold value to put into the statue. Okay. So how much are you looking to spend? How much are you funneling into the statue here? You can go to a jeweler. Zimar definitely has some upscale stores, both in the Anvil District and out uh, further in the scroll in the gold scrolls in the Golden District. What? I would say no more than eight hundred gold should be spent on a single statue because I'm not intending this to be massive. This is intended to be. Well, that's what I'm asking. How much are we investing to basically prove to Golreesh that we are trying to appease him? But mm -hmm. this is intended to be. To yeah, we were. Lord this is to this is going to be about a three foot tall statue, something that okay. could be carried. It's okay. intended to be about eight to a thousand, and it's intended to look nice as part of a set that I was going to make. So how many gems are you like? What gold value of gems are you? I'll just price what? Can we like four hundred and yeah, like four hundred in gems and the rest in materials for decoration. Okay. Well, it's just I mean, like raw materials here, so it's just the amount of gold you want to invest into this, basically. Yeah. So you, I guess you want to just knock off the price of one of these kukris we were gonna yeah, sell. Yeah, we'll just yeah. put a whole kukri into it. Wait, but they were just plus one kukris, right? Yep. Okay. Neat. That's what you told us. I hope they're uh, plus one. I, yeah, <laughs> just whatever. Uh, yeah, they're, they're uh -huh. regular, just plus one cookies. So you, uh, what, what's that? A thousand? Did you get from a plus one weapon? Yeah, a thousand. You get from playing a plus one weapon. So you can go into town. You can sell the two cookies pretty easily. Make two thousand gold. Reinvest a thousand of that back into assorted gemstones and extravagant silks oh, and silks. cloths and uh -huh. tapestries to swath this little statue in. Uh, possibly even some amount of uh, gold, silver, or platinum you want to inlay into bits of okay. it. Whatever whatever it is you want to do to decorate this statue with visible, Ooh. extravagant value. Gold leaf. I like that gold leaf. Gold leaf. There you go, gold leaf, perfect. And Lots of gold leaf. Over the course, since you are not trying to emulate anything, you're using this 3D painting thing, so you're... Uh, I was going to go for the... Quickly. The palace, just like give it a general building look. Make it look like a pal, like uh, a palace. Like what palace? Like like a pillar for a palace. Like looking at the gold palace. Or... Yeah, like using the uh, the stronghold thing that you told me Abner's about. Pillar. Yeah. That's just a huge castle. Like that's a fortress. I guess or, the Church of Abadar then. Yeah, there's like there's a big Church of Abadar. There's not there's not like a palace in Zimar. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, using okay. the Church of Abadar kind of as an example, build okay. a kind of Abadarian statue. Smaller, yeah, Abadarian little thing. Well, the one here is a very Kadiran style. 
with that golden domed roof. So you want to stick with, with that and all? Yeah. I'm okay. going to use that as the example, and that's that what all the gold leaf is for. Spend the morning and into the early afternoon doing that while the rest of the whoever else goes out to sell the cuckoos and acquire the fancy materials. Comes back, and you work it, a lot of that gold leaf in, uh, as well as gemstones around however you want to decorate this. The and best part by, like, about this type of uh, 3D printing is I can build up to a certain point, and since it's see-through, I can have stuff on the inside decorated you can in fact and then that, continue yeah. building you can, up uh, you can not just inlay but implant gems and gold leaf into the heart of this glass structure something that would be virtually impossible to do with actual glass blowing and by early afternoon the group of you are, have your spells and everything prepared for the day you have this new sculpture with a thousand gold invested in it. you have another good thousand gold in your pocket from the other kukri are we heading to Gorish's house? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll uh, head back down below to see uh, how well we can convince a particular Otug about the value of some stuff. Now, you're coming not holistically in bad faith, but definitely in some degree of bad faith because you obviously are trying to scam him. But you do come with a fairly fine, very valuable-looking first of a set of statues. And after 20, 30 minutes or so, knowing where you're going now, you arrive in Gulrish's lair. Back in the waist-high sludge and filth that is the cistern he lives in. And as you approach, as has so many times before... He hefts his massive bulk out of the center of the cistern into the dim lights of your assorted torches and whatnots, torches and light spells and etc. Can you slap him on like the the table here in front of us to scale size so we just have a general idea of how big he is, like compared to our tokens? He's uh, I can just I guess put you in the room. I had I did make a room just on the off chance you guys decided to just fight him, because I figured with this party it was not impossible that he would. On oh, the off chance he's so offended by our puny statue that he decides to fight us. Well, I mean this plan kind of only came up just now, so I can't yeah. really have. There's no conceivable way I could have planned for how this ended up, where, ended up going. But uh, I figured there was a not terrible chance you guys would be like why don't we just kill him and take his things because it's you guys and i don't have a ton of faith in you and also i was gonna have cr want to do that but the point is there you go there's a good scale of how generally large he is and uh, as his like the bulk of his actual body is about 20 feet across in any given direction and, and he's got tentacles all over yeah it looks like he could fairly easily lick you from where you are and it's not his tentacles are absolutely all over it, and they constantly swirl throughout the muck around and you can just see them poke up occasionally or just move piles of filth as they flow throughout the chamber as he raises back up and i assume you will kneel we've been yep. through this a few times mm -hmm. now well i would kneel with like the the thing over my head yeah, so i don't get it in the muck fairly large glass statue yeah you would uh Look at it. Do you expect this to 
pass as penance. This tiny thing. This um, is... Uh, go ahead. No, my lord. This is more of a... A, a gift and an apology, almost. Um... No. <laughs> he just turns his uh, his eye stock from Kahina across to Zenobius. While we were getting everything ready for you, I was only able to get this far before we happened to come across the solution to the mystery of the knife that you hold. I figured since I had already made this particular piece for you that I would simply give it to you as a way of saying uh, we are sorry, but that now that we have our answer, we are no longer interested in the hilt itself. Between Jareth and myself, we have managed to piece together the story. Tentacle starts to come out of the muck around this statue, immediately covering it with refuse and foul-smelling smears. As he pulls it away from you, if you're just going to let him take it. Yep. yep, just holding it up, letting him take it. He takes it back and moves his eye stock up around it a bit. And then plants it fairly gently in the muck next to him. And turns the eye stock back to you, Zenobius. I'm assuming you're all in disguise. I just assume yeah. at this point that yeah. there's no reason to go around in disguise. And what answer have you found? That in and of itself is, I believe in the circumstance, okay to share. It's rather interesting, actually. The blade of that hilt you have was found lodged inside of the body of, and I would re repeat the name because I don't remember it. Tay Avalon. Yeah. It was found inside of Tay Imalon the body of which has been recovered and we are currently dealing with the matter of how, why, who through spellcasting and the general forensic processes. I, not exactly my forte, but there are people who are experts in that. But thanks to you, we were able to... exchange here is finished. Well, we did... Bring a piece of the blade if you're interested. He does not respond immediately, seeming to ponder his options. A tentacle see it slide back under the surface to near him. It squelches around in the mud and felt a bit before pulling up again the hilt and base of the blade of the broken dagger. You wish... You offer the rest of the blade as well. For a chance to examine the hilt, it does look interesting. But I would definitely not mind giving you this blade. Like I said, we have already found what we needed from it. It holds no interest to us beyond its unique make. Doris definitely seems caught off guard, but it's a bit a bit confused. 
tentacle comes out with a hilt, uh, still clutching it, wrapped around it firmly. It just sort of bangles, jingling from his tentacle as it comes close to you. But obviously, he's been talking to him. Show me this blade. I'll retrieve the section of blade from my bag. My section of blade. Another tentacle will rise up out of the felt and just wait, laid flat for you to place the blade upon it. And I'll just gently lay it upon his tentacle. Alright. Here's what we're gonna do. You are going to roll me your craft check. Alright. That's obviously getting rerolled. I, I don't like threes. I see a three out of D20, so... Uh, yeah, that was a, still a 28, but I don't like that. That's fair. You want to use your session reroll here? Yep. So be it. Oh, for an 18 total of 43. I much prefer that. <laughs> I will take this uh, villain point from Storm Ruler 558. Oh. Add it to my stash. <laughs> and I have three now. And I suppose I'm subjected to the same rules as you guys, so I can't have more than three, so I gotta use one here. I'll go ahead. 43 is the sounded forgery here. I'll I could have you... faked a uh, one of the city papers with that kind of roll. I'm gonna let you see. Gracious roll to perceive to check it over. See if Gulrish can detect this forgery here. Oh. Ooh, that was almost a twenty. Almost. But then it was a two. <laughs> Twenty-five. Gulrish takes this blade and looks. You want a villain point that? Doesn't uh. No, do it for now. <laughs> he could make that check. Yeah. This is a really good idea. So I'll, uh, he pulls. He doesn't pull it back nearer to his body. He just kind of holds it and moves the eye stock up to it and looks it over. And turns it back uh, between the blade, the, the hilt that it has, and the blade. It has those two tentacles looking between its two main massive closest thing it has to hands. This is interesting indeed. We thought you would find it about as interesting as we did. Of course, there's small minor fragments from the fracture that we couldn't find, but it should fit together as a whole. And it puts the blade and the one tentacle with the hilt. Curls it back up and pulls it back beneath the muck. Leaving its eye stock and the other tentacle still unsettlingly close to you. It would seem this artifact has suddenly grown in value. With both pieces, your Jareth will pay handsomely for its acquisition, I presume. He's actually... Yeah, Not geez. actually, we, like I said, we figured out what we needed. We have the body that it went to. We actually don't need it anymore. Jareth is the one that helped us piece the story together. 
He has the same answers that we do. Now, Argentea there. I'm gonna need you to roll me a bluff, but before Uh you do, I'm gonna give you a bonus because you're providing, you're just handing him this blade and this statue. And with the whole thing together and you're just giving it to him outright, this is a pretty, and he believed the forgery, this is a pretty believable lie. So I'll let you do so this. So it's not entirely wrong. Yeah, it's Jareth not even a whole lie. So, uh, We're just using the fake material. <laughs> make me a bluff check at a plus four. Okay. Nice. Because he has been given pretty substantial evidence to support what you're telling him. Okay. Am I also allowed to participate in this? Oh. So that's before the plus four. So that is that is a thirty-eight plus four. So that is a forty-two. And uh, if you're forty-two, even his nat twenty is going to just barely. (laughs) That'll make you tense up a little bit there. He saw the 20, and he might need to change the pants momentarily, but with a nat 20, he still seems to believe you. I am rarely at a loss, but I Why have you brought this to me if it now holds no value? Knowledge. Knowledge. And we didn't want to deceive you. We had a deal. The deal became obsolete, and we figured we would at least inform you, give you what we had already made for you. You were deserving of that much respect. And of course, you may keep the crown. And the ice dock with the crown still on turns back to look at this statue. I appreciate your fealty to the king of Otukes. As a sign of your good faith and my respect, take this forgotten trinket. And the tentacle comes up and just tosses the two halves of the dagger towards you. Will they plop into the filth in front of you? And go with my blessing, children of the filth. Thank you, my lord. No, more bows. Mm-hmm. Lots of bows. bows. We'll retrieve and... it from the muck. I would take you. Uh, it's waist deep. So yeah, we're. I, I'll, I'll. It would dig absolutely for it. take you a minute to uh, to fish around in this for the literally just a raw blade that he threw at you, and the bottom half of the broken dagger. Hey, we only need to find the real half, and we could to... just pretend like we found. <laughs> Although, if you blade. have the fake half, we might be able to use that in something at some point too. Yeah, it, it's not bad to have the fake half. Should I? Yeah, I mean, you have a 43. That's a 43 yeah. perception check to identify that as not the real tip of the dagger for anyone who would be able to recognize it anyway. Like, you know, Pythagoras. But you dig up these two pieces 
and Golrish has given you both halves of Thayamalon's dagger. We're gonna pat Nell on the back. I'm gonna pull him in and kiss We're him gonna... on the cheek. <laughs> We're, gonna <laughs> leave first. We're leaving before all of this. Yeah, yeah, we're gone. Make your way out of yep. his chambers before this, of course. But uh, then, certainly an amount of celebration to be had a little further down the Undercity tunnels and out of his cistern, back into perhaps the less, less horribly filth-ridden sections of the Undercity here. If he sees himself as a king, then he can be deceived like one as well. I'm really impressed that worked. <laughs> I'm thoroughly as well. This is the second time now that one of your stupid friggin' plans that no reason to work. This is more than the second time. Plan. That was a really good plan. It's like it's like part of it's it just always comes up with these crazy ideas and they work. <laughs> I like it. It's I like a tabletop it. game and very yeah. <laughs> but here you go with uh. Dang Not it. to mention I the rolls were mad. fired. That was a fantastic plan, and you got away with it too. If you it wasn't for that meddling seventeen <laughs> on the bluff, I to kill anybody either. And we're still on good terms with him. If we need more yeah. information, yeah. So, where to now, party? Showers. Well, yeah, I was about to say. Right, we're done. <laughs> we go. don't have we don't have bounties. We can go to rooms and take baths and not live in a bath. If we take his word for somebody, want to roll me a deal one hundred real quick for your way back to the sewers? Just I got it. Oh, don't push your luck. Nell's feeling good. Nell's feeling good right now. Oh, ninety-eight. <laughs> you guys feeling lucky, dude? Holy crap! How man? This campaign. Has I got it, guys. Dice. Can I? Can we go to the casino sometime? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how we'll make some money for the party. There's got to be gambling somewhere. Yeah, we should change the quota. Oh, yes. Probably not as much. You make your way back out to the bads. Uh, are you kidding me? Zemar is a city populated by soldiers. There is absolutely gambling. Huh? Have right. you met? Do you have you met any military people? I mean, of Abadar, though. Is that earning? Abadar's the church. Like, I think that's. This is Taldon military, not Abadarian yeah, military. Abadar has no problem with gambling. Why would Abadar, Abadar have an interesting with gambling I mean, unless it was illegal? Yeah, well, Abadar would have an issue with, like, rigged gambling. This yeah, is probably yeah, the safest gambling. Safest gambling you're going to find. You'll ever find, yeah. A devout Abadaran city's casinos. It's going to be as, like, they have you a game of pure luck and chance. Go play a game of cards with the Archbanker of the Abadarian Church. He will oh. literally lose all of his powers if he tries to rip you off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, an, yeah. he's a chief enumerator of the faith. Abadar will smite his ass if he tries to rip you off in cards. Are you kidding me? So uh, you make way back to the abandoned bathhouse. It's still fairly early in the afternoon uh, to now have both of the actual halves of the dagger that killed Miss Amalon. And uh, you are still in Gulrish's good favor. You nice. only gave uh, him, like, uh, maybe a third, a quarter of what he would have wanted in penance between the crown and the one statue. But here we are. I mean, that was the best use we were going to get for that crown, in all honesty. 
we uh, detect magic on the dagger, is it magical? Are you putting the dagger back together first, or are you just trying to detect mm -hmm. on, on, like, on the hilt itself? Well, I would it... start just doing it on the hilt. Uh, uh, another casting of the tech magic would also tell you that the hilt is not itself inherently magical. Um, so what if I hold pieces... them together? If you hold the two pieces together, as soon as they touch with a clank and a flash, magic will start to emanate from the dagger. Uh, the dagger itself will almost immediately become white hot, actually, as you reassemble it back in the bathhouse here. And like the whole thing? Yes, the whole thing. That's getting dropped. Yeah, you drop it and the dagger clatters to the ground. Very loudly. Uh, any sounds it makes amplified, echoing throughout the pool house. And it continues to rattle a bit on the ground. Uh, animated shaking by... Baylor, what the hell did I do? Magic or enchantment inside it. And as it does... Uh, as you ask that, it flashes once more, almost blinding for a moment. And when you blink and clear the stars from your eyes or look back towards the shining dagger, you would see a figure standing there, a specter, Tayamalon. You stand there for a moment, looking terrified and confused. And she looks down at her body and reaches back around her torso to pat where the stab wound would have been. And she looks up at the group of you with fear in her eyes. What, what has happened? What is this? Where am I? Well, you're in a bathhouse. You definitely aren't actually here we put two pieces of a dagger together and you're here and she's shaking uh, almost uncontrollably not like a human shake but her whole figure shaking in place sliding uh, among the ground as it flickers and she looks to you and just cries out I've been stabbed and then the flickers story? and seems to repeat. And just that last part, stab, 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 stab. Like she's glitching four or five times before she stops and holds almost completely still for a moment. And then looks back to you. Tay Amelon. To draw her attention. And she will look. That gets her attention. She'll look towards you. Do you know who is trying to stab you? I met with Janius in his office to, to talk about his son, Maxilar. Maxilar Pytherius. Yes, the, the child I was tutoring. Yes, and what was this me? What were you going to tell his father? And her whole form flickers and splits completely in half. Her legs going one way and her torso the other almost a few feet apart where they continue to shake a bit before snapping back together as she looks back up at you. Uh, 
young Maxilar. His his temperament. It's and she again just completely freezes in place, stopping mid sentence, absolutely still for a moment. And another before she continues again. He assaulted Sarah for the most minor of offenses. His, his rage is boundless. He's difficult to control. He's a danger. And she goes almost fully transparent, nearly completely disappearing. You get the sense you do not have much time before whatever this is fades entirely. Baylor, <laughs> anything you want to ask? Did his father stab you? And she looks at her hand, and in it, that dagger just appears. It's still on the ground, but a phantasmal version of it. This is his knife. Did he? Is he... Stabbed in the back. Did Pytherius Maxilar stab her? And she vanishes. Regardless of who stabbed her, we now know that it is both provable to be his knife, that it was found in her body, and that possibly if we repair this, we'll get more. Knife as in the father or the son? Sounds to me like the kid might have stabbed him or her and uh, father's covering it up. If you look down at the floor, the dagger is in two pieces again, just laying on the ground. We need to find a way to fix this. Baylor, can this be fixed? That didn't seem normal. I forgot before we left that I was supposed to repair your full plate. <laughs> I do have one of that spell prepared for the day. I could try it if you can wait another day. Yeah, this is fixed. more important. I'm fine with my coat. I mean, we all were drinking, so... Yeah, that's no surprise. We were in a rush. We were drinking. Fair enough. But see what you can do with this dagger. We'll worry about the full plate later. We don't need it today. You want to cast Mending on the dagger? This is advanced Mending. mending. Greater make whole. What are we at now? Greater, Greater make whole. Mage's disjunction, but backwards. I don't know what you have these days. You want to cast Make Hole on the dagger. Put and the we... two pieces together, and then... It does not 41 have... repair to it. It does not have 41 health. Uh, I didn't think it would, but... cast Greater Make Hole. It would need to be like a plus magic, five. The dagger snaps back together and becomes one knife again. But it doesn't seem to react at all. It doesn't... Nothing happens. It's just repaired. And your tech magics for their divinations still read the dagger as completely non-magical. So that was a ghost. Very odd-looking ghost. But I do not know much about the ghosts. What if we took this to the Archbanker? Or did to the, the church itself. 
Not a terrible idea. I think our best bet is just telling Zalar about this. I think we should do that anyways. Yes. We probably should check in. Mm-hmm. Been what, four days? And you have something solid. Got... So, I mean, that sounds like a... Definite murder weapon. So you want to cast sending? I will. I'm just trying to figure out in my head yeah, how to we, get... We want to tell her. Yeah, like I mean... how... How can I get the most information across with the fewest amount of words? If you have a whole wand, you can do it a couple times if you really have to. Yeah, and it takes ten minutes every time. That's true, it's not a fast spell. Found Pytherius' first kill. <laughs> Father covered it up. Have murder weapon. Have murder weapon. And ghost witness. <laughs> Kind of. Kind of? We don't know if she's Bing. coming back. Have have murder weapon and body. You have the body? We uh, can go get the body. Go get the body. Yeah, the body is in the crypt. That we know of. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't Well, Bing. I mean, if we can bring him the entire knife, I'm sure he'll be willing to show us where he put the body. And then take the knife from us. It's a trade. And then we get to kill him. Yeah. If he proves to be hostile again, I don't mind fighting him. I'm not going to go out of my way to kill him. Okay. So, casting? Yeah, I'll cast it. In a row here. We're not casting, we're sending. We have a 10 we are minute. Casting, sending. 10 minute ritual ahead of you. At the end of which you tell Zalar what? We have evidence of Maxilar Pytherius's tutor killed by their family. Weapon and body in possession. And then she would reply back from the same magic. This is good. Not enough to ask the general alone, but a good start. Keep digging. Oh, that was insightful. She also only has 25 words, and she has to think of it like right yeah. now. She gets in there yeah. and plan it out. <laughs> She's like, good job. Keep up the good work. Yeah, she, 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 could, she could definitely cast sending herself later. She gave you the wand. Clearly, she has access to him. But I mean, at the moment, she has like, ah, uh, okay. Like, it's, she doesn't get to plan it out. And she uh, just kind of sitting there having coffee, thinking about something completely unrelated. It pops up in her head. She's like, what? Like, okay. That's like good. out of nowhere, completely left field. Like, hey. Uh, she somebody get... in the somebody in the Pytherius family killed my uh, Maximar's tutor, and we have evidence of that. Oh, neat! That's awesome. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible, but it's awesome that you found it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you did. Yeah. It's good for us, though. It sucks about the death, but it's good I'm, for us. And <laughs> a good thing to do after this would be to find out if they. Stashed the body, broke the, uh, tossed the hilt into the sewer, which is, I'm going to assume, 
how our Otug friend ended up with it because it was just left in a sewer, then what did they do to cover up her murder? Where did people say she went? Like, she has to have a story. People talk. As like, dumb as this is going to sound, it might be worth cross-referencing information with the spy master on this particular subject, since it's useful to both of us and he has some of the answers that we need. We could just use page-bound epiphany and look up information on the girl. That's, That's not going to tell us who hit her body. Down. Well, he, he knows how the body got there. He knows all that stuff. If we can trade information. But then there's the whole thing of having to believe anything he says, Nell. You could also lie to him if you so choose. But in this particular circumstance, it's mutually beneficial for both of us to understand the story. I don't, I don't totally disagree with Nell, nor do I totally disagree with Anori. Whatever Jareth may tell us may play into something that we just learn in public. He's not just going to give us anything. Don't you heard? It's a trade. He doesn't have to give us anything. This is something that benefits both of us to know. But for anyone who spots that here in Hanenori, you have to be kidding me. We come to Zemar to finally kill this man, and now we're going to play make-believe spy adventures with him? I I don't understand it either, CR, and I... <sighs> I mean, I never did say it was a good idea. I said it as a, an idea. Maybe, maybe then we, we consider Anori's feelings and we do this. See what we can find around town first. People talk, especially rich people and nobles. They love to gossip. I mean, look at Dame Crab. If we can get the, if we can get them talking, and you have friends at the bathhouse, and I can make friends in the now that we can roam slightly more freely with no bounty can well, be a little more overt instead of covert. Why don't I put you on bathhouse duty now that I've already made a connection and I'll see what I can find out in the military section. We don't need to go anywhere to find out. <laughs> what we do is to talk to I have people. Magic. That's, I was going to, to say, I meant, you know, we, Baylor and I can find things out. Words are not something his spell can find. He said it himself. Opinions are a epiphany. completely different matter. Page-bound epiphany, not ears of the city. Ears, ears of, the, of city. the city. Very complicated magics now. We don't really want to get into the details. <laughs> but it's, I, it's I, 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 I have a spell that can find anything that was written down, and I have a spell that can find anything that was said in this city. <laughs> I got two of spectrums covered. <laughs> Well, then let's do that then, and I'm going to go do what I was going to do anyways, and it's instead of talking to people, magic. get drunk. It's time to have a relaxed day and drink. You're going to go pubbing it. Yep. I'm also town. going to check to see if the bounties are still there. All right, fair enough. So with the uh, left, what's left of the afternoon, Zenobius is heading about to town to Zemar to go drink more. Uh, and Baylor and Kahina are going to do some different magic, and Darren and Ori... Um, uh, I think maybe we should chaperone Nell. I feel like that is maybe better left alone. Trying to chaperone something of Nell's. Can you chaperone a hurricane? Because the Bahamas are doing pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if we can. <laughs> you can try. 
it's it possible. Is maybe better to. Yeah, you're right. Let him roam. Let him do his <laughs> thing. So what are you two doing? Are you just <laughs> waiting around while Baylor and Kahina do magic? I mean, this magic isn't going to take that long. So yeah, we'll just wait That's around. True. So, what are you casting? What are you prepping slash casting? Well, I'm yep, going... First. He's going to prep and do a thing, and then while he does that right before he does his, I will cast a... Uh, tears to wine. Uh, no, oh. Tears to Wine is intelligence and wisdom base. Good Hope is a plus two... Uh, to saving throws, attacks, ability checks, skill checks, and weapon damage rolls. So you I'm do gonna... know you were a bard, and you have a thing called Inspire Competence, right? Like, and I have that, that too. The... Okay, uh, I'll just she doesn't. Sure, like... No, I don't. Oh, does I'm she a give that away for being I a wit? Oh, damn. I, that's I didn't know taken away that. as wit. That's why I took good hope. Fair enough. I didn't actually know wits lost Inspire Competence, wit, so wit, I'm wrong. Wits lose Inspired Confidence. So you'll cast good hope. Give him uh well, plus to a morale bonus to whatever it is. He's it doesn't do. give it to him. It gives it to me. Because he casts ears on the city on me. Well, he can give it to everyone. I mean, good hubs of yeah. alley spells. So everyone is here can get it. And then he is going to, once again, cast... Ears of the city. Ears of the city. So, with a spell, what exactly are you trying to learn? What are you trying to, to search for? Um, I guess we're trying to search for what happened to the, um, anything around the disappearance or the leaving of town of this specific woman. All right. So roll me diplomacy to gather information. I, you, you can't fail that. What am I doing? You're freaking barred with good mm -hmm. hope on you. Uh, so you, with the, uh, the first round of you focus... You can also do it ten times with this spell. <laughs> yeah, as, as all these voices and images flash through the stream of past events, you see from a variety of perspectives and hear from a variety of voices how... I forgot his name, not Maxilar. His dad... Jay something, but I'm not on that page anymore. Mr. So, uh, Pytherius. Mr. Pytherius. <laughs> Pytherius Sr. Yeah, I forgot his name. Pytherius Sr. Uh, coming to several of Tay's surviving children concerned about Miss Amalon's disappearance and rousing a truly impressive number of the Zemar guard to investigate her disappearance. Julian. That's his name. Julian <laughs> I wondered what the silence was for. I was looking. Well, it's not, it's not so I told you the thing. So, like, I mean, what else? Yeah. That's, that's what you get from, uh, from concentrating on that. That's as much as the city can tell you. Mm -hmm. uh, about that, about her disappearance, is that she disappeared. Julian Pytherius came to her, the children offered to, uh, and her husband at the time, uh, offered them as much aid as he could to find his son's favorite tutor. Hmm. He would also learn from this that she had a husband and two children. A husband and two children. So... 
might not go unfound to maybe try to find said husband and said children. Perhaps with the nine rounds of Heirs of the City you have left, you could do yeah, such a thing. We could do <laughs> such a thing. So maybe we we try to find this husband and children. So as you focus again following this train, you learn that her husband passed away about five years ago. Never remarried. But he does, in fact, have two children who are still alive and live in the Scrolls district. Aramatus and Quinn. And you would know what you'd need to find them. Okay. So, I don't suppose, I mean, since Ears of the City delves into anything that was ever said in the city, I, can I actually listen for what she was saying to Julian? You can't get, you very specifically specific. cannot get specifics out mm. of uh, Page Mind Epiphany, or Ears of the City. Mm. You can't get specific people, you can't get specific voices, you can just get information. Mm. And since that was one conversation that happened between two people 30 years ago, when the kids were children oh. and the husband was alive, there's no hope of getting that through the spell. Okay, so um, information about information about a person though in contact because she said something about attacked Erica Sarah Priya. or Sarah um, excuse me Sarah you would get a flurry of various teachers tutors and disciplinary records coming in from some an academy in the scrolls district about how a young Maxlar Maxlar Pytherius aged about 13, assaulted one of his classmates. Is this Sarah person still here in the city? You would... Let me see. No. She would have moved out to Casimir. Way across the country. To get far away from him, probably. Uh, anything else, Baylor? We got. I mean, this 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 is all happening like every six yeah. seconds for you. Yeah, you don't got time to stop second. and ask yeah, me. You, it's yeah. a flurry of information. Um, it's like overwhelming you, and when you stop, it stops. It's until um, you stop focusing on it. As soon as you lose focus, it spells gone. Okay. Yeah, this uh, is all happening like. 30 seconds so far. Julian Pytherius. What do we know about Julian Pytherius? Died about a decade ago. Succeeded by his lone son, Maxilar. He was, uh, of course, his father. A story general in his own right, but had not risen nearly to the ranks that his son now has as the commander-in-chief of the entire Talden military. Okay. He mostly oh. lived a fairly cushy life in Zemar off the reputation of his name. Okay. Um, Jareth. What do we know of Jareth? Nothing. Haha! -ha, good spy master. Good at his job. Um, he's in the city. He's just a diplomacy check to gather information. No one in Zemar is going to be able to tell you anything about Jareth. No. Okay. Um, just a pause in this onslaught of words and <laughs> the images yeah, quiet just cricket noises in the background <laughs> as you focus on jared and you see nothing hmm. but that's that in itself is telling 
Um, okay. Well, I mean, he would—he is a public role, I guess. You—you you would get it. People know that. He is, you would uh, get nothing like beyond the face value, right? Yeah, you'd get like his appearance. He's an intelligence officer for the Talzin army, and he works mm -hmm. for Pytharius. But you would get very little mm -hmm. other than like what you could publicly learn about him, because he is—he is a public official. He is basically like the head of the FBI, more or less. Is a is a quantity that people would know of. Okay. Anything else interesting about? The school in the Skrulls district. Pretty standard academy. It's just where Maxilar, uh, where, where the Pythariuses have gone in their youth. Okay. Alright. I think that's pretty good. With that, everything clears. Uh, in a swirl, you return to the room around you as all these voices immediately fall silent with what information you could glean that you can impart to Baylor and Orientara as they're here. They covered it up, and her husband died, but her children are still here. So maybe we go and pay them a visit. Should we also stay interested in the other two locations from the logbook we found? You did have another address. You had a tea shop, the Sweet Dreams Tea Shop, uh, which was also somewhere in Zimar, I think it is in the Anvil District, and you have the Seven Forms of Sin Monastery, but no way to find it easily. But the Sweet Dreams Tea Shop is just a tea shop. You can just go there. It's a store. It's legal. You can, you can go buy tea. It's also full of night hags. Yeah, the Sisters <laughs> of Indulgent Dreams. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he wrote it down. Look at him could... doing stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We could go. I don't want to go make a fight. Put your night out. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that either, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, but... the plan was to kill Jareth and to be Jareth. That's no longer the plan. I mean, it could still be the plan. I'm fine with that still being the plan. How what what are night tags exactly? Ugh. Uh, that's a knowledge planes. Is that outsiders? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're outsiders. I got some of that. That's a hot knowledge plane. So everyone wants to say what you guys know. Did we already night knowledge night tags? Oh, I did not. We did not. All right. Well, Come you would know. Twenty. The night hag with a twenty is. This is the nine on the die. I was pretty sure you'd at least know something. Uh, you would know that they are magical creatures of some variety uh that there is a lot more like stories to scare your children about them available easily than there would be actual information like it's a common enough kind of boogeyman that dara you would actually probably know the basics of night hags that come i have to, heard of night hags to but... bad children in their sleep to steal <laughs> their christmas presents or whatever uh, <laughs> Or just like those are just stories, right? They're not real. No, yeah. no they're not. <laughs> they don't. They don't actually eat dreams, right? That'd be. Uh, I mean, you get one pretty question. Pretty sure my mo my mother told me that she would. They would eat my feet if I did not watch <laughs> well enough. So yeah, I exactly not... that's exactly that. <laughs> uh, so you get what one do you question. Use your feet for. You don't need those. Known weakness. Uh, they are 
magical creatures and they are pretty resistant to spells and physical weapons but that's overcome by cold iron Hmm. Cold iron. You would know the little bit you need to know about actually fight. Okay, Baylor, would you like three more <laughs> Baylor knows everything. <laughs> and furthermore, also, I'll have you know. <laughs> Slaps down his personal thing. encyclopedia on night hags. That's pretty good. Also, and he's like, thing. you kill him with cold iron. Baylor's like, oh. And. <laughs> and like that's very good, Inori. Also, <laughs> three more questions, buddy. Awesome. Special senses. Ah, that's a good question. I hate you. Uh, Hags. He asks because he already knew. I know he does. Night hags. In addition to uh, being able to see in darkness, which is not uncommon, can passively not only detect magic all around them, but sense the alignments of anybody in their presence. They can read them. So if you're within like 60 feet of a night hag, they know any spells or effects that are on you and your alignment. So just all day long, they're seeing little like LGCGTN just pop over people's heads. I think it's just that... N, but yeah, basically. Selling your left eye and being is it left eye and you can see people's lifespans. What else? Like well, let's just cross this threshold. What do they typically deal in? <laughs> Souls. They are known soul traders. Uh, they are very greedy and aggressive soul traders. And they spend a whole lot of their time on outside evil aligned planes bartering with souls and information. Sounds pretty evil. They are super evil. There's no, there is no like. Yeah, they not... are the most evil. They yeah, are that's... just purified evil. That's Night not even like human trafficking. That's soul yeah, Night trafficking. Night hags are extremely <laughs> evil. There is there is no like middle ground or well, not all night hags. No, all night hags. They're super evil. Well, Inori, uh... one more. But wait, I'm not done yet. No, no, There's no, more. No, 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 oh, no, I'm no, no. sorry, Dara. I actually have more. <laughs> Uh, they, they are they are also spellcasters. Yes, they are quite powerful spellcasters themselves. Yes, uh, their magic largely centered around illusions and mental manipulations, but they can do some. They can. I mean, they can. They have enough magic to steal souls wholly. Like they can take your soul and put it in their soul box and go sell it later. So I mean, pretty magical, yeah. If only we could use one of those for another soul that Inori may or may not want to keep. Night hag. Hey, night hag. Can I borrow you? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, looking if... to join a party. <laughs> <laughs> How much 
do you guys get along with Jareth, would you say, on a scale like 1 to 10? Has he like a, been a good boss to you guys? <laughs> what does he have on you? Because we might be able to get rid of that. Well, we have gold iron. You would also know that any like plus three or better weapon is has strong enough magic to pierce defenses like that. So Diggity's yeah, fire is going to have no trouble. Your bolts just playing. passively count yeah, as cold iron. Just, you don't even need cold iron bites anymore. Your bolts just regularly punch through cold iron DR like that. Well, I have a cool weapon, so we could go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool. Becoming fast friends, huh? I try not to think of my weapon as sentient, as I feel like that is just a bad thing to have all around. Thoughts. <laughs> so, do we want to go to the tea house or do we want to follow up on the children? I don't know what we'd really do speaking to. I worry about that also. I do not think they would have much information. Closure. Well, but we do, do we want to reveal? Do you... to Maybe not that. now. I'm personally I'm unclear on why you guys want to go find the kids, but uh, oh, I'm well, interested I mean, as to your reasoning. The the reasoning is is I don't know. Maybe maybe the well, dad they... said something to them that he thought it was kind of hinky that his wife randomly disappeared one day while at work. I agree with to that. See, I feel like the, like, the would... holes poking holes in stories. It was just that kind of thing, but it, it doesn't have to be well, Maybe you want to know what really happened. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, after it's all over, if you want to go tell them, hey, it was actually right. the right. family, but I don't think we need to go talking to him right now. Okay. And then that's fine. I was just. So we go into the tea shop. See, when he when he reacts like that, <laughs> makes him not want to go. Is the oh, circus in town yet? I'd rather go play with the circus. The circus is actually just a few days away at this point, isn't it? It is in the soon, yeah, generally. If, soon, but, uh... if we go to the tea house, what is the plan? Kill everyone? I don't know. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still like Kick the in the door, start shooting, no survivors. <laughs> see, see, I don't think that's the plan. <laughs> Okay, I okay. feel like the plan is to offer them Jareth's soul. Well, I think that plan would go better if we went and got Jareth's soul and showed up. <laughs> and I'm fine with that Jared's plan. Soul. Do you have Jareth's soul? Well, no, but like conceptually. <laughs> so. If we don't got it, you don't need it. Oh, I love this party sometimes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't think that's the way to go about this, but. How would we even fight? Would we go in back into the sewer and knock on his door and be like, we are ready now? <laughs> Excuse me, good sir. We'd like to formally <laughs> challenge you. <laughs> Take up or... a gun and slap him or something. Or. <laughs> Go under the guise of what Nail had originally said in trading information, and then what? We'll have him and one more with his little friend. Owaka. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. 
I mean, I don't know that you have a choice anymore. Maybe we will find more information through the night tags. That will lead us further along. I don't think they'll even talk to us. So, They kids, talk to us. We want to go to the tea shop, or do we want to go back to Jarrett's, or do we want to wait until tomorrow and Nell is here? Because Nell's gone right now. It's just for you guys. That's true. Nell isn't even here. We're not going to a tea shop without Nell. Do we want to go under the guise that we are working with Jareth. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes, either way, I, I could do that. Go tomorrow morning. Um, yeah. It would definitely be tomorrow because I'm going to have to discuss some things with Nell and also Inori before we go. And we need to repair Nell's armor. I'll yes. say repair Nell's armor. Let's not forget that. <laughs> that is the so, thing that has to happen. <laughs> I suppose you guys will uh, spend the rest of the evening just prepping and maybe planning, maybe relaxing. Eventually, Nell is going to make his way back to the bathhouse. And... No, because we're people now. We're people now. Are you going to read to the dossier? Well, I, I was copying it before because we thought we might be trading it information with uh i keep wanting to say hotchbog gulrish <laughs> not bug and not bog. we're still on good terms with him and we might still trade some of this so i can keep copying mm-hmm. what's in this dossier okay so no we'll sleep out at his uh his own and again now because he really doesn't want to stay where it doesn't smell great and mm-hmm. he will rest for the evening well, are the bounties the on the board? The bounties are not on the board, no. Your bounties would have been taken down. I would have immediately walked back and told everyone, yeah, bounties are good. Go to your hotels. Don't sleep on the bathhouse anymore. This place sucks. Go home. Well, then we need to make a plan for meeting up. Back here tomorrow. Morning? Yeah. Okay. That's the plan. So. You can next, go off. That next. Oh, oh sorry. No, just, you want to do this oh. now? I thought you want to do this tomorrow morning. Okay, you want to no, do this no, before, I, no, there, there's, I, there, there's something I need to, I need to speak to at least one of them tonight. Oh, okay, certain, fair enough. Also, well, certain you, uh, things can't be said around now. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> or people, or Dara, or Kahina sometimes. So, at some point before you all filtered back to your various rooms to continue sleeping in a bed that is an actual mattress and not just a stone floor with some cloth laid on it in the bottom of an old stinky pool. Baylor crabs and Among the party, you and Nell are going to stick out the most, I'm sure, if we're dealing with night eggs. Especially if we're going to be saying that we're working with Jareth. That is a good point. <clears throat> Like a sore thumb, actually. Uh, any idea how to get around that? I do, and I'm gonna need both of you to trust me. I'm having a little bit of trust issues lately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hold up my hand with the envoy ring on it. Oh, we're just doing this now, huh? 
I can put you under a strong enough enchantment that if it comes into question why you're with us, I'm pretty sure I can pass it off as you're under my control. Okay. But I wouldn't be, right? God. <laughs> oh, no, Baylor. Well, you see. <laughs> when you sigh like that, About my friend. that. <laughs> oh, that was the best. This, this spell is strong enough to make non-humanoid creatures friendly with me, which puts it significantly above one that would only make humanoid creatures friendly. So the aura is going to be stronger and hopefully would seem like it's a more powerful enchantment than it actually is. So it would be affecting you but not as much as it would hopefully appear like it was to someone just detecting the magic. I know. You like to... Got everybody else fooled, but I know deep down you're not so bad. And I'm going to trust you. All right. And then I will cast Charm Monster on Inori. And assuming after that she's not going to make gonna, a will gonna save. Resist or just let it happen? Let it happen. <laughs> so as you cast this spell, you tense up for a moment but don't resist its effects and then immediately realize there's no possible way he could be lying to you. Baylor definitely has your best interests at heart. He's your buddy. He's been with you for like six months now. You'd do anything for you. You can absolutely trust Baylor. There's no reason you ever should have doubted him for a moment. And you are charmed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, anything I ever say for, like, the next week, you will take in the best possible way. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> you are, you are, it, it does last, like, a week. You are charmed by Baylor. Like, mechanically charmed. So, uh, yeah, no matter what he says to you or tells you to do or proposes... If there's any way you could possibly explain it, well, he probably didn't mean it that bad, or like, oh, he's probably got an idea. That's how you're going to see everything. You are just... Okay. You tr he, he, he's not like, <laughs> you're not dominated. He can't command you and you have to obey him. But you just assume he has your best interest at heart and you can trust him. <laughs> okay. You're charmed. Fantastic. And now I've got to see if I can convince Nell to go along with this tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll be able to. It shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> so, the next morning, everyone awakens. And uh, after their morning preparations, 
gets to the bathhouse again and reconvenes with their spells prepared and ready for whatever might happen at the tea house. Thank Valor's request for for a certain <laughs> Zenobius. <laughs> so Zenobius, my good friend. <laughs> yes, what can I do for you? The night hags, as I was saying, have... Wait, what about the night hags? I thought we were done messing with those. Well, Don't forget, I wasn't there for any was of this. not there for this. this oh, yeah. Shop. yeah. So you, you catch him up on your, your plans. <laughs> like, here's what we're doing today. And give him basically the same explanation you gave Inori, but with smaller words. The night hags aren't gonna like that you're kind of good. <laughs> so I just won't go. It seems like a place I shouldn't be. Or I can make it seem like everything's okay by just casting a spell on you. Nope. You wouldn't even finish casting a spell. Nope. That I is a terrible... I don't... This is bad magic. How would you know? Because it's Night Hags. And he wants to go talk to the Night Hags. This is bad. This is a terrible idea. That's about his level of understanding of magic, yeah. Don't worry, Nell. It's perfectly fine. You can trust Baylor. Yeah, Baylor is not the hag. I'm not worried about him. I'm worried about them. I don't think... Baylor is casting the spell and not the Night Hags. That doesn't make it better. It still involves the Night Hags. I don't want to go mess with the night hags. I don't want anything to do with the night hags. But we figured out how to. We have. They're the only lead we have left, unless you're gonna go kill Jareth, which you're also opposed to. I so... thought we were gonna go talk to Jareth. No, our choices now are pretty much kill Jareth and pretend and let Baylor pretend to be him, or try and go and talk to the night hags and see what we can get out of them by convincing them that we work with Jareth. But to do that, you are not believable. But why do I have to go? In case it all goes pear-shaped and they start attacking us, we still need you there with us. They're going to eat all of us if we go mess with them. Not necessarily. Not if you can convince them that we're working with Jareth, because obviously they haven't eaten him yet. Pretty sure I watched you wrestle a dire lion once. You're afraid of a little witch? Dire lions don't cast magic. No, but Baylor does, so I'm sure we can pretty much take them. What he might eat us too. How to, how to stop magic users. You're real good at that. How do you stop a magic user? Use the sword. Mm -hmm. Well, well with these night hags, I'd prefer you use the spear. Well, yeah, obviously. The spear doesn't stop magic. The sword literally stops magic. The spear, if you stab them while they're trying to magic, we'll kill makes them. it really hard for them to magic. Then they'll never be able to magic again. <laughs> also, they die. <laughs> Side effect, they die. May include death. Listen, these things are real bad. Can I wait, like, across the road? Because I don't like this idea. I mean, I... I guess you could, but you're weakening us and basically 
if something goes wrong, you're too far away for us to get in contact with you. And they have a pretty far radius from what Baylor has said, so they probably pick up on you anyway. And honestly, I mean, since no one else is going to say it, I'm going to say it. I'm kind of freaking tired of you, like, going against every other plan that we put together when you don't put it together yourself. For once, for once, you should trust the rest of us as much as we trust you when you come up with something. I would love to if it wasn't night hacks that you guys have clearly told me are very scary. You didn't even know what night hacks were until Baylor told you yesterday. Now, now that I've us, been told, I don't want to mess with those. I mean, we could put it up to a vote. They sound worse than Jareth. They're under Jareth's control. They if can't be can, worse. He's got a whole coven worse. listening to him. That's what we're saying. If we can convince them that we're working with him, they'll give us some of the same information and or we can find out what Jareth has on them and then maybe we can deal with them away from Jareth. Or they'll give up something, you know, just out of commisery if we're saying, yeah, he's got something on us, too. Oh, well, yeah, he's got something on us. And then maybe we'll find out what it is. And it's just more stuff against Jareth. If you can free all of the people. this is the only way for them not to not like me. Yes. This is a, a good way to deflect suspicion. Not gonna like it, but if it works, you make sure. Oh, huh. I think it doesn't last ten days when you cast out the ring, does it? Uh, the the ring's caster level's like seven or something right now. Oh, seven days. But yeah. What's the huh? <laughs> I I I just looked at the spell because I was about to say it's dismissible. Then I looked. No, it is not. There's not a D after the duration. It is not so I'm D. not it is, gonna. It is actually about... not dismissible. You are charmed for seven days. Can I break it? Once you're charmed, not no. I wasn't I sure how the like immunity this, worked. It'd be like dispelled off of you. Yeah, yeah, I can. And dispel magic automatically works against any effect you did, right? I, sure. I mean, whether or not it does, will that makes sense to me, so if that's not a rule, it probably should be. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it is. Cause it, I think it's, it is. So I'll, I'll say for, for purposes of moving forward, yeah, you'd be able to use a cast to spell magic to dismiss it with no trouble. Yeah, like, I, I can get rid of it later. It's not going to, and even if I didn't want to, it wouldn't last forever. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be what it's got to be. All right. I will cast Charm Monster on Nell. And let it just be known that I think that this is a fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not already there? And with Come on, guys, let's go. Second successful charm. Nell is completely on board with this idea. All right. Also, uh, walk inside the bathhouse real quick and let me see that armor. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in there, turn the bag upside down, dump the whole thing out. And then we're gonna use, of course, greater make hole to damage might actually matter on this one. How much damage is your fight now? 
Uh, it was at Less 33. Than Probably yeah. not 52. Holy crap, that was an incredible roll. It wow. has 55. 6, 6, 5, 5, 5, 4, 4, 3, 3, 2. Okay, that's a pretty good roll. Yep, it's prepared. So, uh, well, I, I also noticed I hadn't leveled it up on the last one I rolled. It should have been another D6 plus 1. Oh, fair enough. So, with also, I. Gretter may call you to repair the uh, fall plate as well. Also, I definitely wasn't going against the idea so hard for that joke or anything. Just ignore that. <laughs> I hate you. I want you to know that. But, um, <laughs> so the group of you are going to head out into town then. And today's adventure, today's wonderful little adventure, is we are going to head out into the Anvil District, and we are going to find the Sweet Dreams Tea Shop. It's on the edge of the Anvil District, uh, not far from the walls of the Scrolls District, near where the, the giant bathhouse is, the Bath of Diocletus. With your friend, who's definitely not Bacchus. And as you Ooh, as you approach this building, it looks totally mundane. It doesn't really look like anything out of the ordinary whatsoever. It's a one-story building that has a pretty open, front, uh, round glass-fronted display. Much like the restaurant did in the first place, with, with a bunch of windows set around uh, that you can see into the various assortment uh, of teas. And it looks like actually a small seating area uh, with a few tables and chairs clustered around. Yeah, the two doors in, in the front have a sign hanging next to them, the Sweet Dreams Tea House, in a very flowery font. Uh, even as you get near the building, the whole place spell smells pretty overwhelmingly pleasant. Smells like nice tea. Smells like nice tea and flowers and all kinds of just generally happy things. Do we head in? Absolutely. The four of you enter the building. And as you step through the door... Roll a well save. I'm kidding. As you step through the door... <laughs> the, uh, the dominate the dominated. Dozens of uh, varieties of teas and herbs and oils gets dramatically stronger wafting out from countless jars and bottles spread throughout shelves and it's a very large room it's not cluttered like a lot of the other shops have been it's very very open and it's like 30 by 50 in this main single chamber that spreads the width of the whole building with a large window on the right-hand wall, letting in a lot of natural light in addition to the various burning lamps and incenses throughout the building itself. And ahead of you, to the left, there's a bit of a raised floor that you could, it was where a bunch of seating tables are that you saw through the windows from the outside with a bunch of Fairly worn and water-stained tables and chairs, but still nice enough. And there's a sales desk past that on the other side. And hanging from the ceiling is perhaps the most interesting assortment of things. Well, the shelves are covered in herbs and incenses and potpourri and jars of various oils. The ceiling is covered with different hanging charms and poppets and little silver intricate hoops and all kinds of things. It's just an assortment of various generally pretty looking things. Wind chimes and whatnot. There's one lady in the store alone. 
who appears to be just scooting around, tidying up shelves. And she turns with a large smile as you enter. She looks relatively young, with dark brown, mostly free hair, just tied up loosely in a yellow bandana around her head. Dressed in almost Kadirian-style clothing. And she puts down whatever she was doing, and with a broad smile, turns to the group you. Howdy! Welcome to Sweet Dreams Tea Shop. Uh, feel free to take a look around. I could lead you anything you're looking for. Thank you. Oh. Then I'm going to start looking at some different teas. And she'll uh, bend back down and go back to cleaning up under a bunch of jars on her shelf, just generally making tidy of the place. Um. Browse for a short amount of time. Just looking around. As you uh, poke around for a bit, you always kind of got to fan out, or do you heard of gazelles around yeah, the store? Fan out. That's a tea shop. Fan out? I mean, I like tea, so <laughs> we may be here to talk about other things, but and I'm going to buy some tea. As you're bopping around and she cleans up, uh, finishes clean up herself, she folds up the rag neatly and goes and puts it behind the counter. And then with the hands folded across her lap, uh, walks back up to whoever would be the closest at the moment, which D6 says is Kahina. So <laughs> she would walk up to Kahina, looking through the teas, and says, my name's Estella. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. Is there anything specific flavors or styles you're looking for? Um, not really. I've had, I've sampled some from all throughout Taldor on my travels, uh, singing and whatnot, and I'm not quite sure exactly what would be considered uh, Zimar's specialty. So I'm, I'm an avid collector and taster of teas, so I would love to see what Zimar has to offer. Well, you very much come to the right place. We don't have a whole lot of imports that we've come in here. Most of the blends we have are made here in Southern Taldor in and around Zimar itself. Uh, and a lot of blends we make here in-house. And, and she leads you over to a selection of a darker, but still a very, most fruity, uh, various mm -hmm. teas. Uh, and starts going through what's included or what's blended into each of them, mm -hmm. asking more questions about just what it is you're most interested in. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's, she's pretty knowledgeable. She's, yeah. she's telling, trying to say teas. Very robust black tea with uh, lots of uh, fruit in it, maybe some ansom or some lemongrass or something. I like and, uh, a little bite. This is definitely something she could provide, and she could show you out a couple of various ones. Uh, as you're looking through these different, uh, like, either loose leaves or bags, uh, everything in a store does seem to be a bit more expensive. Bags. It's all loose leaf. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> everything in a store does seem to be a bit on the pricier end. You know, like the traditional kind of mom and pop thing. It's a little more expensive than a box of Lipton at Walmart, but it's all very clearly pretty fresh stuff they, they, they deal with and dry out here. Uh, the cheapest that uh, an ounce of anything goes down to is around a gold piece, but there's nothing horribly expensive either. The, the priciest blends and things you see anywhere in the store is maybe 10 gold. Okay. Um, I'm looking around like the price tags hanging down from the various charms mm -hmm. on the ceiling. Yeah, so I point out several, like maybe like 20 golds worth of different teas to be boxed up. 
and she and uh, start looking up at charms. Yeah, she'll she'll pick up various things and take a couple little packages for you. And as she sees you look up, uh, she'll ask you, you're new to Zemar. Uh, not, of course, I don't know everyone in the city. It's a big place, but I don't recognize your face. And you seem to know a whole lot about various teas. Just uh, first time down here in the center of the city? Uh, for me, yes. At uh, all as uh, I'll uh, try and look kind of exasperated and look a stand up straighter and look a little bit uh, more guard-ish. I don't know what that is. Oh, so just stir. Like, like more guard-ish and less like trying to blend in and like how long are we here for? Do we have orders? And I'll go walk over to the door and stand at the door. And she'd uh, look over. I, I do apologize, sir. I, I'd assumed a lot of you came in together and you were a group. I, I'll be with you in just a moment. No, he's talking to me. I'm dallying too much. Oh, well, well I do apologize. I can wrap this up right quicker. And, You're uh, fine. Brings the boxes over to the counter and dads everything up. How much are you spending on various teas here? Just like, like 20 gold. Like 20 gold. So there's 20 gold worth of stuff. And she has these packages all together in a little paper bundle. So mm -hmm. they're easier to carry that she seals up. And then pulls out from behind the counter a small silver charm. It looks almost like a wind chime, but a circle. Maybe this, uh, a little smaller in your palm with a couple of tiny silver rods hanging down from the wooden loop. And she lays it down on top of the package. It's a uh, first time here with such a big purchase. So include this here for free. And uh, as an apology for taking so long and irritating your friend by the door. Oh. I don't even, don't even, don't even worry about that. But I thank you very much. And I shall be in town for a while, so I'm sure. Well, of course. Have you ever needed anything else? Doors are always open. Well, as long as the sun's up, that is. Mm -hmm. The rest of you guys, y'all still just kind of poking around the store. I, I, I'm mostly looking at the charms and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, looking at the ones from the ceiling, none of them appear to be like anything. They're not magically inclined. A lot of them are have fairly spectacular tags hanging from them. Like wards off nightmares, protects from evil spirits, brings good luck. None of these are any kind of magical signal. They're just like they don't do anything more than that stuff that the gas station does in actual world. Uh, Which I can actually identify that without even casting. So yeah, you can identify that. I mean, that's that's just kind of the sort of shop it is. Uh, none of it seems like it would really do anything. Uh, there's a lot of various essential oils and whatnot that could be useful for treating like minor aches and pains, or just for. Uh, warming, calming, like they're, they're, they do things, but nothing that you see out here is magical in any way. There's like mild alchemical resins and oils at best that would just be for someone distilled aspirin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly kind of that. Uh, so as, as they're finishing up, as she's finishing up making the purchase, I'll just look away from stuff I was looking at and just be like, is an interesting place you've got here, as we were told. Oh, uh, did somebody send you over our way? Yes, we've heard quite a bit about this place from uh, Mylan Jareth, actually. Actually, thanks for your second. 
Well, I can't recall the name of every customer that's passed through here. It sounds familiar. I, uh, I know I've heard that name before. I don't doubt it. Uh, but I hope you've, uh, you enjoy what she's purchased here. There's no need to pretend. Now she kind of looks at you and her expression changes a little bit. Jared's a busy man, but whenever he needs something, he's always come person. Things have changed. Looks over to you. Down the back, see him back up. No more suspicious now. Maybe. But you don't seem to type. And she uh, motions over to wherever Nori and Nell are. Especially them two. They did she not, did he not send a letter in advance? This is. This is ridiculous. Can no. we just show her the orders we have, or did you not bring it? I mean, I didn't bring them. He's. Um... Don't mind the other two. They're well enough within control. I'm enchanted to see that. Look, I ain't. I'm just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> you are. You're so cute. Send the thralls outside. He was. Are you the leader then? You the contact? You want to send a whole group of new agents I never met before? Go ahead and just stand outside for a moment, you two. I'm Gladly. sure we can handle this. Sure thing. And these other two. And she points over to uh, Zadim and Argenti and Argenti with the T's. I do hope you enjoy those, but this don't seem like your business. You are just as new to us as you are to. Uh, uh to us as we are to you I don't believe that's your problem if you hear on Jarrett's word if he wants to deal when she points over Beller, I'll deal with him what a shot full of faces I don't recognize well there's that's fair five here. no no I can see where she's coming from you have this in hand don't you just look at Baylor I'm sure things will be fine all right Holler if you need us. I'm just a so, thought away, dear. Everyone walks out of the tea shop. Sarah? <laughs> I was paid to protect you. I am not going to be an idiot here. I am sure it will be fine. Come along, dear. You're, you're one better... room away. What could happen? You better write to Jared if anything pops up and mm. walk out. And she'd slowly walk across the store over to Baylor and look up. And now you maybe I understand. You do seem the type. And maybe that guard of yours, maybe just a mercenary. But I ain't got no contact with nobody but Jareth. What's his business in an envoy in his place? Not an envoy so much as just our interests are aligning. We're working with him and thought we'd scope out the others. So you just work on the assumption that because you got some business with Jeroth, you got access to our resources? 
Of course not. You think we work but... for him? Is that it? I wouldn't make such an assumption, but if there are others who could possibly be allies, no harm in meeting. Well, you best tell me what business we got in common before I get real disinterested in this conversation. This doesn't have to be anything. As I said, was simply curious. Make... You'd rather we leave with our tea, that'd be completely fine with me. Make me a bluff check, Baylor. At a... Give you a minus two. It's supposed to be minus five if you come with good people, but you could put an alright cover story on that, so I'll give you a minus two. He's not inclined to believe you right now. I got a 29. Alright. This stuff is all over. With a 29. Your look kind of looks you up and down. I think that might be best, dear. It's well enough for me. I thank you for the tea in place of my friend. Thank you for the patronage. And just glares into your eyes. Your expression becoming less soft and friendly at every passing moment. I'll look for a couple seconds, just meeting the gaze, and I'll turn away. Start walking. And head out? Yep. You get out to the streets with the rest of the party. Uh, Dara really not wanting to go out there, but begrudgingly agreeing. And everyone else has really only been outside for a minute before you come out. So... What's the plan now? How'd it go? Not as well as I'd hoped. Impossible. <laughs> it's not a closed avenue, I don't think, but one that shouldn't be touched for a bit. So, I guess we head to Jonas. Is that the plan? Is that the plan, Baylor? Ah, before we go, is there any way to get holy weapons? Bolts? I have one. And, uh... You would hear a voice pretty loud in your direction, at least. Uh -oh. Nell would vaguely recognize him before. Well, if you find that service much easier than a church at a church than a tea shop, lords and ladies. And behind you, 
You would oh see boy. flanked by a pair of clerics. Oh no. The Archbaker. Hey, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Al Hadir, it was, I believe. Greetings. Good that you're still here. Come with me to the Church of Abadar. I have business. There's some problem. <laughs> I hope not. I'm you're not under arrest. You've been accused of no crimes, but... I believe... And he looks directly at you. Uh, at you, Basilia. Concerns your friend, Sir Landless. Come along. He walks past <laughs> towards the Skrulls Districts. Absolutely. Right. Not going to disobey the Archbanker. And as he heads off with a pair of clerics with him, you see four more Templars come out from uh, little side roads and around buildings where they've been waiting towards you. And one of them just nods towards the Archbanker. Well, I guess we'll be going then. So you follow him and as you uh, reach the check to get into the Scrolls District where they see papers, uh, they see the Archbanker and the guards simply stop whatever they are doing with whoever they're talking to and immediately just bow. He nods and passes with the group of you requiring to show nothing or anything and you come through perfectly fine and they don't even question the fact you're with the Archbanker. He still leads you largely in silence until you reach the church and once you get there the four templars stop and bow and he dismisses them they go back to their duties uh the two clerics follow along as he leads you into a side small worship chamber with a simple pulpit and a raised dais at the front about nine pews spread throughout in three rooms a few statues gilded of a man with a crossbow slung across his back holding a bolt in one hand and golden scales in the other in each corner as you get there i'll just chant a bit thank you clergy let me attend to your other duties i will speak with these five in private as urgent business none will disturb us and they nod yes of course chief memorator and leave and close the doors behind them. He heaves a heavy sigh. And turns towards the group of you. You know who I am. Yep. Of course. Of course, of course we do, sir. Would anyone in the city not? glad you followed I can put your faith if nothing else in the word of the judge of the gods and the church as I said I levy no charges against you regardless of what you may have done in our fair city or in your pasts 
You're under no arrest. I simply wish to petition the group of you. Perhaps turn you from whatever path it is that's led you into the streets of Zemar. We've received word about activities from your group previously, and this morning about the identities you may be hiding. You are the fingers of the princess, yes? Why does that concern you? I would hope it doesn't. Well, up to this point, I don't believe any of us have done anything that would concern you, sir. The first reports I had are of these guises. Murdering a pair in a restaurant, burning their shop near to the ground, and setting multiple fires throughout the Adobe District. Bounty I assure you, out. we have killed no one in this town. Mm-hmm. You can feel free to cast whatever magics, any truths. We've killed no one. I can petition my god, but divinations were never my specialty. I leave that to others much more studied than I. Miss Avena has guided me your direction. She seems certain in what she has learned from her magics. Let me ask plainly, and hope that here, in the halls of the Gold-Fisted, you will simply speak truths, and we can discuss things. Why are you here? Well, if you want the truth, I'm not even sure at this point. You can understand how this does not allay my concerns, Lord Bakar. We are not here to kill anyone. We are not here in an aggressive way at all. We're here because people were killed. Not to kill. People were killed and we wanted to know why. Lives end for a wide variety of reasons. But whatever these covers or indirect causes, I believe you are the fingers of Eutropia, and you are here on her word through whatever agent she has working for her. I assume to unseat the Commander-in-Chief Lord General Maxilar Pytherius and to destabilize the nation. You may believe your cause is just. From what I have heard of your exploits, be you her fingers indeed. You seem noble enough, which is why I have brought you here to talk to you as equals. Not as the Archbanker, or the Chief Enumerator, but as Paula Iovanus, faithful man of Abadar, hoping you can see light. Government is a complicated beast, more so than any you may find out in the wilds, the Verudan Forest in the north, or even the great oceans that surround Absalom out to the west. It is complicated, and sometimes it churns in odd and slow ways. But whatever you have been sent here to do, is an attempt to subvert it, of that I am sure. Whether that is of your knowledge, or you have been sent in here near blind with that above your heads, you are here to circumvent due process and the justice of this land. What kind of justice is there in starting a war? 
Wait a second, Inori. We are not here to circumvent justice. That has never been our intent. Our intent is to bring someone who needs to be brought to Abadar's justice into the light for past evil deeds he has done. Maxilar Pytherius is not as innocent as you would have him, or you would see him, or as Yonmas, or as, as, um, Zemar would see him. Zemar is a great and powerful nation and has defended Taldor for centuries. It needs to have somebody in charge of it that is not... It, it needs to have somebody in charge of it that is of sound mind. As he meets I you, would gaze. I understand your conviction. You have done much for the princess, but... There's no law, no court that has stood against Max Pytherius. Nay, the opposite. He strides up onto the raised dais and behind the pulpit and pulls out a small sheaf of papers. And he comes out, thumbing through them. I retrieved these from our archives recently. I had hoped that bearing witness to them may be enough to sway you. He holds them out for whoever will take them. If it's papers, I'm going to go for them. It's just, <laughs> wizard, thank you. So, uh, Baylor takes these and looks through. And these are documentation that Martella has alluded to before. But this seems to be the actual filing from the House of Abadar here in Zemar. Covered in various stamps, official seals, signatures of the involved parties, various vetted witnesses. These papers claim that three weeks before the Exaltation Gala, Prince Davian formally adopted Maxlar Pytherius and named oh. him the heir to the throne. Unfortunately, I don't believe the kingdom will allow a murderer to be on the throne. He's been found well, guilty of no crimes, and you yes. read through those papers before you. The rights of primogeniture have no bearing. Lord General yes. Pytherius is the eldest of the grand, uh, late Grand Prince's heirs, and by any rights and any angle, the heir to the throne. If I laid down the entire story and proof in front of you, as... A worshipper of Abadar, the archbanker, and the head of the church. I cannot remember the other title. Uh, chief, chief, chief Enumerator. Chief Enumerator. What would you do with it? If crimes have been committed and have escaped the watchful eyes of the gods above, they will go to the courts to be persecuted by due process by trials and procedures not by those who believe themselves above the golden fingers of abadar or more worthy to weigh fate than the judges that meet it in his honor across this nation as soon we as are... i found this proof i wanted to bring it to you i did not know how to contact you and i hope that you do lord bukar did you have anything that merits a formal investigation please deliver it to the church we Justice. are in this city to investigate. 
we found troubling things in Yonmis from men working under Pytherius. We do not stories. know how high it went. We I were here looking tales. for information. I have heard of an Earl from the far north who overstretched his bounds and wished to ascend himself to a higher station than his birth or his deeds befit him. Ways he went about that were regrettable for all involved. But none of you are licensed or vetted officers of the laws. You be not Templars nor judges. You have no place here in the streets investigating these heretical courts serving your own justice. We intend to serve no justice. We intend to find the truth and present it to you, preferably. I would trust no other. I, I'm still looking I, through these papers as much as I can. Yeah, it all seems to be wholly legitimate. These look like the original adoption documents. I don't even get to roll a linguistics. I mean, you can... <laughs> You can roll linguistics, but I'm telling you, like, they're, they're, he gave you the adoption papers. Like, they're real. None of this is forged. Um, this is a thing that happened. And... Okay, so as in character... I'm rolling it anyway. All right. Okay. 32. Off. They're real. <laughs> or they're more than a 32 level forgery. So I'm going to walk to the enumerator and ask I may worship Mat and you may be Abadar or from the Abadar religion but we can come together in honesty and law can you certify that these are legitimate documents and Pytherius is the heir he nods and turns to Basilia. Uh, the landless. He will turn to the second to last page of that document. And he I'll turn there. You. Now the gauntleted hand points to one of the signatures. I bore witness to it. As my name is upon this page, I bore witness the formal adoptions as the chief enumerator and Lord Archbanker of the city of Zemar, where the service was performed. And there were no, there are protections against any mind control, any charm. These documents were witnessed by several standing members of both government and church, bearing witness and their testimony under our magical protections here in the house of God to prove their legitimacy. If there's anyone in the world who would be telling the truth, this is the man who would. That and is were I to bear lies to you, I would pray harder than any other that Abadar himself would strike me down. Is this enough? For me to ask you to leave this city and your investigations. If we could have proof to you of crimes committed today, 
and I will process them to the fullest of my power under the eyes of all the gods in the heavens above and the laws of both Zimar and Taldor. And would you still want us to leave rather than call us as witness? If you are required to bear witness, you can be summoned to the courts, but I would ask that your investigations cease. As far as I know, there is no proof you have committed any crimes. Dame Avena's divinations, as much as I put my faith in them, are not eyewitness reports, nor are they solid evidence. I will not prosecute you this day, as I have no proof you have committed any crimes within the walls of this city. But your reasons for being here, again, are to subvert justice and law. Princess Eutropia wishes to keep that title and take matters into her own hands. She, I know, has her own ring of spies. She, just as Pytherius, cares about all that is. That's all this is. We're not here to subvert anything. And I do not doubt that. But whatever she has sent you here to do is not the way of Taldor or her people. We have constitutions, laws, procedures. Her sending you here is none of that. Very well. Would you allow us to tell you under confidentiality what has been happening in the backgrounds of the city? You speak to me here in the house of God, the wing of our sacred church. And if your word is not something I am compelled to use to weigh crimes against you, you have my honor and the safety of my counsel. Baylor? You think it's okay? I think we should tell them everything. We have evidence of one crime committed many years ago. I don't feel it will do much to persuade you to act against Pytherius, but perhaps it will be enough for you to at least allow us to stay within the city's walls. I am by no means ousting you from this city. He sighs. Perhaps be more comfortable with us staying within these walls. We're not here to do harm. There was a significant number of people killed, which is why we were brought in. I understand the, um, the princess has sent you here on good faith and that you believe yourselves to be acting for just and noble causes. And that is why I have met you, one man to yourselves, to petition you to cease this crusade. You are dedicated, that I understand. Which of you 
is Lady Abendego. I am here. It would turn to you. This is an avenue I do not wish to pursue, but it is fully within my legal means. And the laws of man and divine being. You are the agent direct of the princess, correct? The leader of these fingers. I am. Though I do this well within my rights and my power, it feels though a perversion of justice, but I can do it because I know that it serves the greater good of Taldor and her people. And heads back to the pulpit and pulls out another single sheet of paper. Already stamped with his seal, with a few spaces for names filled in and one blank signature line at the bottom labeled for the chief enumerator of Zemar. He hands this to you. I do not know the circumstances or the causes of your father's imprisonment. But with my name upon that line, he will be freed. If you will exchange to me your word, you will cease these investigations at once and leave Zemar. Mm-hmm. And with that, everyone, I think we're going to end our session. Oh! Oh! Wow. Give you a week to think on it. Yesterday, last week, it was a noise, Daddy, we ended on. This week, it's...